With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man, you. Yeah, like man, you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man, you. Yeah, like man, you. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Mugger. Uh, a bit different from our usual episodes. Tonight we're actually 
recording live we're live streaming so we've got some listeners who are, are plugged into our, our youtube uh the thought being that today was deadline day and recording at seven o'clock when the window actually closed at 11 meant that very quickly um our pod could become redundant because we could have signed Lionel messi sergio aguero the ghost of cristiano ronaldo franz breckenbauer and uh peak patrick vieira uh, instead, this actually ended up being a pretty humbling window. Um, but before before we get into that, let me let me go around and introduce the lads. Uh, Elijah, how you doing, mate? Not too good. This is filled with Ray by the way, but <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're on that. You're on that. Ed, you're on that Ed Woodward um, vibe, man. I know he had gin in that um, bottle of water that he was drinking yesterday. Uh, Danny, it's been a while. How you doing, mate? I'm good, man. How are you? You say you're good, but your voice is low. You're leaning yeah. back. You know what? I've made, <laughs> I've, I've made my peace, man. You've got the five o'clock shadow. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not going well at all, man. I feel uh, like Hancock or whatever that film is. Yeah. <laughs> Will your Smith, powers, man. your powers. Are, the, the closer you get to Man United, the weaker you are. <laughs> the further away you go from them, the stronger you get. Uh, Stevie, how you doing, brother? Yeah, man, we already know what it is. Like, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a dark day. It's a dark day for our club. Do you know, what I mean, this is actually a watershed moment. This is this is crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's depressing. I'm so annoyed. Yeah, do you know why I'm most annoyed? Um, because I I saw this coming, and this bloody mugger chat got me excited for months on end. I got one more in me, me man. I got one more in me. What can I say? Shout out, Alex. Um, cool. So before we start, just want to shout out those of you who are listening to us live. As as usual, we'll, we'll post this and it'll be available uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Patreon, we're doing quite a few things. Today, we brought out the first episode of Court of Agenda. Funnily enough, it was Harry Maguire. Uh, Timmy and Rodney recorded it last week. Uh, but I was like, let's wait. I have a feeling he's going to throw up a stinker against Spurs. And my word, did he deliver? Uh, we've also got the first two episodes of Pogba Watch on there. It's just me and Seb. It's getting very boring very quick because my feeling was that uh, he'd start slow and then eventually uh, we'd be able to start talking about some of his better performances. But thus far, that hasn't happened. But it's only going to be episode three. So so we've got time. We've got another 47 episodes of this season left. So, <laughs> so we're hoping that there's, there's, there's going to be a point during the season where he actually does put together so yeah sign up as a patron if you're somebody who uh likes the additional content you want to hook up to our discord lives which they go off uh obviously you can imagine yesterday uh attendance from people i've never seen in discord before Ge- <laughs> genuinely it was mainly liverpool fans and it was pretty sweet when uh unfortunately i had to go to live the live uh the main pod recording in the studio but um while we were in there uh was hearing about their their uh battering live it was a sweet sweet feeling and it was a balm that for a few hours kept kept me sane but obviously then I had to wake up and I still support Manchester United and Dan James is still on our on our books so you know there's only so long you can look at other people's issues and then again uh, the pod would be out on on YouTube in segments so yeah just just engage share subscribe like retweet all, all retweets are appreciated but with um all that being said, all, all the gist being done, let's get into the nitty gritty, guys. So our transfer window, uh, incoming Tellez, Donny van der Beek, Edinson Cavani, 
Diallo, who's joining in January, and Palistri, and our outgoings, uh, Alexis Sanchez, Andres Pereira on loan, uh, Chong on loan, Dallo on loan, uh, Smalling to Roma. So I'm going to go around, just get you guys' uh, thoughts on the window. So I'll start with you, Stevie. Uh, what are you giving that window out of, out of 10? A two. <laughs> a two. <laughs> I love the four. I was expecting a higher number. Uh, two. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Because, because they got me so hyped and so excited um, for the whole transfer window, people were talking up the things. Uh, clubs are going to be damaged and impacted financially. Um, there are only a few clubs that are going to be able to weather the storm, really, at this this crisis and Man U's up there being one of them. And we spent, we spent peanuts. I don't know what's worse. Yeah. I might've given it a four, but our inability to get rid of um, some players in our, in our squad as well has just brought it down even further. We've got near on like seven center backs in the club. None of them are good. We've refused to strengthen that area. Um, and then going forward, like we, we genuinely haven't bought, a good right winger since Cristiano Ronaldo. Like we bought another right back in, in Valencia. We've bought another right back in Dan James. And now we're f- refusing to go out and actually spend some money on a bloody, a bloody proper right winger. So that's poor. Um, the fact that we've bought um, Edison Cavani, who I don't know how many times he's played in the last year, is, is Falcao in disguise again. But I'm not too mad about that one. Um, but him and Van der Beek, probably in areas like we actually just did not need to sign. It wasn't imperative. Like they're kind of deals that you get happy about once you've done all your proper business. So we've bought two players who don't necessarily fit into our first 11. Tellez has come in. That's probably the only um, player that I'd say is probably about on the mark for what we needed. Um, but but it's dire. Like you saw, you saw how we played yesterday. We actually needed bodies. And they've gone out and done a piss poor job, mate. This is this is shocking. Yeah, um, Danny, uh, what, what are your thoughts? What would you give our window out of ten? Probably a two as well, like Stevie said, or maybe a three if Tellers is all, cheek, is all right at corners. Three, yeah? <laughs> Tellers can beat the first man on a corner, maybe a three. Um, the thing that annoys me the most is like every one of these signings we could have made in July, like they were all just there waiting. I imagine the two kids. You get them whenever. It, one's not even coming till January anyway, so you could have you could have got him in January. Like uh, Cavani, like Stevie said, hasn't played. Been been chilling in his hot tub or whatever. And then Van der Beek, you can sign for Ajax whenever you want because of Van der Sar. It's just depressing, really. Like they've waited, and you sort of don't want to believe the conspiracies about oh, uh, Woodward just likes people retweeting and and shit, and he just draws it out. Because that's as ridiculous as that sounds. The more that happens, then the more you think it might just be like the case, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't rate what, what I don't get is that clubs obviously they want to wait to the last minute to get a, a, a best deal as they can drive a hard bargain and force the selling club, club into a corner. But what I don't really get is when these signings are addressing issues you have in your squad right now so these are issues that i need to address right now waiting another two weeks to let a rot set in like even if we did get signings in they're coming into a depressed team who we haven't played a good game in the league uh we're four games in now uh three games in now should i say uh, so they're coming to join that so you get your business done as soon as possible i remember when our season finished i was like 
okay, we've been talking about Sancho. It was a couple of weeks like quicker and people are like, oh, we had to wait for the season to finish. Now the season's finished. Let's see. I was like, you say that, but the turnaround is so quick that really you need to have these deals almost over the line. Like, okay, the only reason we're waiting now is because we need to just confirm we're getting that Champions League money. Now we're getting that we're signing you. And the fact that we were waiting weeks and weeks and Sancho wasn't coming to me, it just looked like it was never going to happen. And then there was that blag about the him waiting for his bonus. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's just yeah. always just, just nonsense. No, no, nothing. It's a, it's just a nothing window for me. Uh, Elijah, uh, what do you give this window out of 10, sir? Uh, it's a one. It's a one. One, wow. Okay. It's a, one, it's a nice trim, Elijah, by the way. Thank sharp. you, bro. Looking Thank you, sharp, man. Um, but, yeah. um... <laughs> Look at him! <laughs> You're making me feel like <laughs> you're making me now. blush. I'm not gonna lie, you're banging bare sporting waves in there, though. Yeah, hey. yeah, bear, bear, bear. Um, yeah. So, so, like, you said a one out of ten. Um, yeah. please, sir, can you explain? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see this try already. Apart from that, I really couldn't give a shit about the re- the rest of them. To be fair, Cavani. If this was seven years ago, I'll be bouncing off the walls right now. But we have to realize he's not played a game since March because that's when the French season finished. He's not been training with a club. He's been training by himself. Um, for him to come in, especially now that Martial's ha- potentially has a free game ban, for him to come in like off the bat, come in starting in the Premier League. It's going to be difficult. And like Steve said about Falcao, Falcao coming off a bad injury. He tried to rush for the World Cup, couldn't make it. And then he was went off for a few weeks. So we'll have to see with that one. Tellez, um, we'll see. I can't trust the Portuguese league after Lindelof, to be honest. So um, he's destroyed my confidence in that. Um, who else? Van der Beek. Um, he looks a good player. Don't see him starting enough. The only way I see him starting really is if we, I, I do get my wish and Bruno becomes a right winger because more and more each day he's looking like, uh, he's not looking like a midfielder. Not looking like but, a man. He's not yeah, looking like a man. So he's an absolute criminal. But we will get onto that later when we discuss the game. Um, yeah, I've, I'm, then we can't get rid of crap players. James, we actually managed to keep, which is amazing because Leeds were fiending for him. Literally, multiple offers, loans, permanent, and we generally turned turned them down. And the reason was, is that apparently it would look bad on us if we sold him after a year because it would be an indictment on our coaching. And that is all I need to say. Um, he's crap, though. He's crap, though. I heard there was their offers as, as high as 25 million. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was the potential. That was the potential. 25 billion. Um, it's depressing. There's still Roja here. There's still... I mean, Jones wasn't going to go because he's injured until November. So that one, fine. We we managed to swindle... Um, we, we managed to swindle some money out of Smalling, finally. But that took, what, two, three months. It's just a depressing window. Um, all the guys that need to get rid of, like Lingard, potentially can't go. James is still here. Pereira on loan, 
I mean, there's there's potential for being moved on in the future, but if he plays as he usually does, he's coming right back. Um, Dalo is a loan. I think that loan is just because we have too many members that we need to register in our squad. So he just needs to get rid of someone. Um, the only place we have seems to have quality depth is with um, the goal, the goalkeeper situation. To be honest, and even then we're playing three keepers playing over six hundred k a week for them. Six hundred k, absolutely a week. ridiculous, absolutely um, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and then we have Romero's wife begging for United to let him leave. I mean, at, at the end of the day, if we're not getting his price, then fair enough. But I mean. It is just depressing. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that we had three prime areas that we needed to look at. Centre-back, DM, right wing. Barely look, looked at centre-back. I think the, the biggest things we had was with a youth player from Monaco called Shile. Apart from that, not much. Even Gabriel was tentative at most. Then we have right wing. The Sancho chase was embarrassing. Then Bele was ridiculous. And then we're ending up having these two youths that no one really knows. And it's like, what the fuck? And then we have DM, which we didn't just look at at all. And we, <laughs> it's just perfect. That's what that's what it is. It's just perfect. And you can't you can't even look forward to the season because mate, what what is there gonna be? There's gonna be no improvement in coaching. But players aren't really gonna. I mean, they might come into form, but it's just gonna be what we saw in 2018, 19, where we're just relying on a few players to muster something to come back against shit teams like Bournemouth and Newcastle. We're pathetic at this point, and really and truly, we're gonna be wasting away until we get some re- recruitment in. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough state of affairs at this this moment in time um yeah i agree with all of you i can't really see any reason why we could give this window any more than a two or a three uh i think in hindsight we may end up doing so depending on how well uh, a cavani does uh, a telez does uh, and how, how much we get out of donny van der beek um but some fans of other clubs have said some of the players we signed they think they're better than we do so what i wanted to do uh, during this live was get some fans of our, our Touchline community on just to get their perspective on our window. Uh, so the first person we're going to be having on is uh, Meads of Chessie Hour. So uh, we'll invite him on to see what he has to say for himself. It's easy when it's not your risk though, isn't it? Just to be it like, is, oh, it yeah, is, it is. Like you're not watching them. Meads, how you doing, brother? I can't complain, mate. How you doing? <laughs> We've had better days. Uh, we've, we've spoken and obviously we, we speak constantly. Um, yeah, so from the outside looking in, let's get into it. I wanted to get your perspective as a Chelsea fan in terms of our window. So essentially, obviously we finished top three last season, uh, uh, pipped you to, to that uh, third spot. And the idea, <laughs> the idea is obviously for us to consolidate uh, that. And we've gone on to have the window that we, we've had. So from your perspective, what, what are you expecting from United? How, how do you rate our window out of 10? Mm. It's hard. It's hard. Simply because, well, I guess, okay, from my perspective, I was looking at it. I was thinking United don't really have a clear plan in terms of what they're trying to identify, what type of players they're trying to buy. So it's always quite bothering. Uh, for me, 
just as a football fan, when I see clubs operating like this, it bothers me. Like, despite the fact it's all, all agendas, etc., I could come on and start slinging off agendas, but just generally it annoys me the way United operate. It just, it, I don't know how you guys cope because it, it just infuriates me. We and aren't coping. We, we love to see it. Whilst like, I love to see it. Not <laughs> Whilst I love to see it, it's just ugly, man. It's ugly. A club of your size, your stature, moving like this is it's embarrassing, really. Um, it just seems like you've kind of done like a patch job, a patch-up job, really, with the Edison Cavani signing. I don't really know. See, when I asked you guys about Van der Beek, I know him as a player, so I was wondering where he's gonna fit. And first four games, I think. Well, I think you guys have only played three games actually. Um, he's been on the bench, not started a game, league game yet. It's just baffling for me. And I said when you signed him, I said, I hope you guys know that this is not a player you should have on a bench. Um, and it just it just seemed like a not a poor signing because he's a quality player for me, but. Does it really fit of what you acquired? It lacked thought. It lacked thought. If yeah. you've got your, if you're saying you've got your two starting uh, advanced midfielders, your six and an eight, why are you bringing somebody in of starting caliber to sit on the bench? When exactly. Got, where you've got positions that need improvement right now, it, it, it's a bit backwards. But I think as the season goes on, um, he he will eventually become a starter because, like I've said after the first few games, of the three of them, he's the only one who plays centre midfield with anything approaching any sense for me. Okay, but I, I hear that. Um, but I guess I'll ask all of you individually. Um, who who then gets left out? Because you've got currently the way your team set up. You've obviously got Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes when they play. Also, Fernandes is number ten. Um, how, how are you going to make that work? Van der Beek could play false nine. I, I don't know. I'm I, that's why I'm trying. I'm trying to get everyone fit like to fit in, but. I don't know. I don't see how it works, bro. I don't see how it works. Uh, myself and Elijah have a dream of uh, Bruno going to the right wing and just spamming in crosses. Like the way he played, and he, I believe he, he does a similar role for for Portugal. The, thing, the, the the issue with him is the way he plays central midfield. Uh, in 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 conjunction with how our team is set up tactically, means that he is at this point a liability for us. Even watching back yesterday's game and basically all his games since we came back from lockdown and probably even before then, and probably if you even go back to sporting, he turns the ball over at such a consistent rate that we are constantly inviting pressure onto our defence, which we already know is not stellar enough. So the best thing for us to do is that we know he's able to create chances. We know he's able to score goals and he takes a mean penalty. Uh, we haven't gotten uh, any additions on the right side of uh, midfield. So just have him out there. He, he's constantly looking to play a final killer pass. Just have him out wide doing that rubbish uh, and have a bit more brains and ingenuity in the middle. All right. Um, but then you know that he'd be a guaranteed star, obviously. Um, you know how, I guess, managers operate. A lot of them say that they operate on meritocracy and um, they really don't. So transfer fees generally do di- dictate how much and how um, often a, a player plays. So Fernandes plays right wing. Greenwood's times, I guess, is limited quite a bit more, a lot more, significantly more, in fact. Um, would you be willing to take that? Would you yeah. will, no, would you be willing to accept that, you know, a completely reduced amount of minutes for Greenwood? Considering the, the level he is currently... 
considering how much he can grow with minutes, because I don't think in terms of actual quality, he's going to develop that much. I think consistency is what you get. When a young player already shows promise and quality, the only thing that really develops in their game, um, in my opinion, because he's already, he's already showed, showed quality. So the only thing that I think you're going to get from him is more consistency in his actions, more consistency in his actual game. That's the only thing that I think will significantly improve in Greenwood. But you only get consistency if you play. If he doesn't play or his minutes are cut in half, which they potentially would do if you put Fernandes out there, I don't know if that's worth it. I think about it just like, I don't know. In terms of that building forward thinking, I don't know if that's worth it. I don't know if you guys could probably... You guys probably tell me more, but what, I don't well, know if it the, yeah, the, the thing is for me is that even with Greenwood out there right now, um, he's still limited because he's not a right winger at all. He's playing there because um, he's the youngest and he's just come in, into the team. Really and truly, he should be playing up, up, up top. But, I mean... To put to get him into into that team when it's already set, it, it was hard. But my thing is, is that I don't want to be relying on a nineteen-year-old for a whole mm. season, especially in a season where it's games games every three days, every three days, and it's Champions League, and it's going to be Champions League and Premier League every three days for a good two months, and that is a lot of minutes and a lot of pressure on a 19-year-old. That's why I was adamant we needed to get a right winger because I didn't want that pressure to be put on Greenwood because he's still young. He's going to be inconsistent. We're talking about building consistency with the actions. With that, there's going to be inconsistency. It's going to be poor, poor performances. And really and truly, he's not performed well since probably the Bournemouth game, maybe. Villa or probably the, the the Villa game because even versus. Oh, whoa, whoa. Say that one more time. I just love to hear it. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> oh, okay. this is no, sorry. This is strictly transfer business. Uh, um, sorry, brother. Naturally, it came out. Yeah, yeah. Naturally, yeah. We're catching straws. We're catching strays now. Let, let's try and yeah. keep it uh, streamlined, Elijah. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I feel like it's it's important to keep his minutes like at a level where we're not overstressing him and then Bruno out wide like Moreira was saying he's just he can't play as a 10 maybe as a centre mid in, in a free more where he's facing the play more but in this role where he's back to play and he's trying to dictate the the, fi- the final third he's not that he's, he's not that type of player so really and truly I just want him out of that sport I think Van Der Beek's smarter he's more technically assured and he can keep possession better and you need that in the centre field because if we lose it there they're straight on to Pogba and Matic and the way we play they're getting dragged out wide anyway. So it's basically they're right onto our, our centre backs. Yeah, cool. So, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Sorry. It was just the first thing I said when um we were linked, because I again I was baffled by it. Van der Beek has to play 10. Yeah, he ha- he has he has to start as well. So I didn't know what you lot were gonna do with Fernandez, but pff, it just wasn't working for me. Like, I don't know. It that's why I say poor planning. It just seemed like poor planning, really. I think I think Van der Beek was a backup option to Grealish because I think I think we really wanted Grealish, and then because we weren't able to get him because Villa wanted eighteen million for him, we decided another versatile uh, midfielder type uh, who can play different positions, who's good in the final third, te- to technically assured Van der Beek. But really and truly, Grealish is a bit different because he can play across the three, where the left, the right, ten, and as a centre mid, whereas. 
Van der Beek is more of a versatile in midfield roles rather than midfield positions. So, oh yeah, arguably better in the ten. Like you can, there's people that saying that Pogba would be better in the ten. I don't think that, but you, you'll pe- there'll, there'll be people that argue that. There'll be people that argue that Bruno's a ten. There'll be people say that Van der Beek's a ten. It's like how can nobody know? There's no one settled on one position for any of these midfielders. It just goes to show that they're just they're signing pegs. Yep, just vibes. Really, and I think talking about who's going to play in the midfield, I think the way Pogba's going to he's going to play himself out. To be honest, like they're not going to drop Fernandez because he scores Ooh, pens. Whoa. Well, Sorry to interrupt you, my brother. Just say that one more time. For the Again. Honestly, wouldn't they, they're not going to drop Fernandez. Oli's not going to drop Fernandez. He can't okay. drop Fernandez. I just, wanted to, I just wanted the streets to, to okay. you know. Uh, Danny, Danny, sure. Danny, you're doing an Elijah. Stop coming off transfers and, and giving, out, giving these guys ammunition. Anyway, Mead, before you go, <laughs> sir, uh, a, a rating on our transfer window, please. Um, it's not, it's not good. That's all my face is all scrunched up, bruv. Um, three, four ish, like right about that. I think Tennis is a decent player. Um, obviously, I, I like uh, Van der Beek, but it just doesn't really fit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I uh, just want to thank you for your time this evening, Meads. Uh, wish you all the best of luck this season. You definitely uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll catch you. I'll catch you on the flip side, bro. Uh, nice one. Thank Take you, man. Easy. Peace. All right. Ooh. If our signings get into their side. Um. No. Is Tellers tell better than Chilwell? This is what I mean. Do you think any of these play? Do you think Elijah, any of these lads mute. now? Say that again. Do you think uh, any of these lads now are going to be jealous of anyone that we've signed? No, not mm. really. They don't want Cavani. I don't think. Uh, they they don't want Van der Beek because they've got tons of midfield options already. Uh, Tellez, he, he might be better than Chilwell, but he's not. He's not nippy from everything I've heard. And for me, you want as much pace on the wings as you, you can get. So um, next up is Lewis of Touchy Gunas. See, they've had a, yeah. I've got to say, I can't believe you're bringing on other people to laugh at our misery. I'm not even bringing them on to laugh at our misery. I just want a different kind of perspective from our, our doom and gloom, essentially. <laughs> All you guys need to do is stick to transfers and don't just start generally moaning about the club because didn't you see that he that's when he that's when he feasted fam my head my head is just I've been silent my head is just here getting hot fam my head is just here getting hot it's mad like we haven't even talked about Woodward yet yeah we haven't we haven't it's gonna get even worse because Lewis is gonna come on and they're just so party fam Lewis is coming on, but he's not here to talk about Arsenal. He's here to talk about he, Manchester United. He, he, will find, he, will, he will find a way, bro. I was kick him out, like so. Please, uh, please do. Okay, yeah, <laughs> he's got to be. He's got to be on his manners. He had his fun yesterday, so we'll have Lewis from Touchy Goodness to get his opinion on our window. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How's it going? 
Hey, hey, good guys. How you doing? How you doing? We're not bad. We're not bad. So we've just had Mies of Chessy Hour on just to give his perspective of Manchester United's transfer window and Manchester United's transfer window alone. Uh, so we're gonna have 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 you on next to 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 give your your piece. So um, yeah, it's it's Tellez, it's Cavani, it's Donny Van der Beek. It's Diallo who's joined in January, and it's Palestri who sounds like it's Diego Forlan's nephew. Um, so from the outside looking in, obviously we finished top three last season. We're in the Champions League this year. We're really looking to consolidate after a pretty good uh, lockdown or post-lockdown period. Um, from from the red side of London, uh, what's your feelings been on our transfer window, the signings we've brought in? Well, I mean, I thought you were going to do a bit of a madness, to be honest. Um, I was, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of uh, hoping that you didn't get Dembele, because um, I think that would hurt. I was saying to, uh, I said to the guys, half the reason why I I wanted to do this live is I thought we had one more in us, and I thought we were good at like the Dembele rumors oh. were strong enough, and obviously Barca wanted to pie so badly um, that I thought we'd just come to an agreement and at least we'd be able to come out of this with Usman Dembele. But what we got. What we got, eh? Mariah, what did yeah. I tell you at 2 p.m.? I told you, <laughs> move the pod forward. Nothing is happening. Nothing I, is happening. Oh, man. I feel like if, if the last few years, we've always made us like a signing, at, like right at the death, haven't we? Or even if mm. it hasn't, it's, there's always been like a late signing that's come through that we've been just been waiting to see the announcement bid for. So I had that faith. I just had that faith that they would see that we needed that additional quality. But obviously... Barca either wanted us to buy him or they wanted a loan with him signing an extension. And for us, with his injury history, I'm not signing Dembele. I need to loan him with an option to buy if he plays well. And from Barca's perspective, that doesn't benefit them either because if they give us an option to buy based on his uh, ratings now and he ends up having a good season with us where he's healthy, they're going to be selling him on the cheap to us. So I can see why neither club was either, uh, was able to come to a, a conclusion. You look too happy, though. Well, I, I, I don't understand why you lot are looking so glum. Like, what? You, you got Cavani. Like, he's he's going to play up front for you guys, right? He's he's going to score a few goals, isn't he? Yeah, he, pro- he, pro- he probably will. But... You got Tellers. He's better than Shaw. Uh, who's the other geezer you say you got? What's his name? Van de Beek. You know right. what his name is. He's played in the Champions uh, League semi-final. Forlan's nephew, you said? Forlan's nephew? Palestri. Don't worry, he's one for the future. But obviously, oh, okay. Do- Donny van de Beek, he's played yeah, the yeah. Champions League final. Do you, do you know what one of those are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I've visited one of them before, trust yeah. me. And we just signed someone who's, uh, you know, he's he, he knows about the Champions League pretty well. So This, is, this, this isn't about your what, transfer what, 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 what did I tell you? What <laughs> yeah. did I tell you? Oh, it's not about ours. It's not about ours, <laughs> is it? No, it's not kick about him, yours. Kick him it's now. It's not about your transfer window. Oh. Um, so, yeah, based on how we've done in the transfer window, how are you mm. expecting our season to, to pan out? I mean, it's disappointing overall, isn't it? I think you, you guys haven't really addressed your your fundamental core areas that you are weak in. Like, your your, your defence has showed on Saturday where you, you, you lose 6-1. I think it was 6-1. Um, conceding six goals to Spurs, I think, you know, having Maguire, Bayern, and Lindelof as your centre-back options. I know you missed out on Gabriel. Um, Gabriel would have been a big, big signing for you guys. Um, but you know, you can't you can't get them all. Do you know what I mean? You can't get them all. So um I think you could have done more to strengthen that centre back if I'm being brutally honest with you. Um, you know, another key position for you guys is defensive midfield. You know, how Europe has allowed us to get parte is it's pretty I mean, I can't I can't believe it to be honest. I can't believe Europe has allowed us to do this. 
Partey goes into your midfield, yeah, and all of us. If you're gonna misbehave and you're gonna keep mentioning Partey, you will be muted. So I'm gonna unmute you now, and you're gonna talk about Manchester United. You can save the Thomas part. You're trying to talk when you're on mute. You're gonna save the Thomas party talk for when you go back onto Touchy Gunas. Not if you you hear me. Yep, you get me. You agree? Fantastic. I've unmuted you. I think you. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. I'm I'm back. All right. I've been freed. Have I? Right. Okay. Well, all I was saying, mate, yeah, is there was an opportunity for Man United to do more better business than they've done. Yeah, you can and say that address... without. Don't you? No need to name names or plug your own club. This is a mugger. This is a mugger live. Yeah. Well, I thought I was invited on here to talk about Arsenal's transfer business. No. I didn't, didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise. I didn't realise I was here to talk about you. I would decline the invitation. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I, I, I'm not really scared about your your transfer business, to be honest. Uh, it okay. doesn't it doesn't frighten me. T- Tellers, uh, who was Tellers? It's Tellers like wasn't he at Galatasaray a few years ago or something like that? Is it a different Tellers? Is it probably a different Tellers? Different I've, I've heard his his name's been banded around Europe for a couple of seasons as a top Either left way, back. He don't really he don't really scare me. He's got. Uh, I'm sure he's pretty handy on the left hand side, but you know, um, I've heard I've heard that he can't really defend so. You know, Boy, uh, uh, if at least if he can contribute something to the attack, that will be much more than our current left back is doing. So uh, before you go, Lewis, give us a rating out of ten for our window and give us a prediction for where you think we'll finish this season. Okay. So, so it was right. So it was uh, Cavani, Cavani, uh, Tellez, Donny Van der Beek, and Diallo, Fallen, thank you. Uh, Diallo, Diallo, who's a wonder kid. The Wonder Kid. A Wonder Kid that January. I've never heard of before. Yeah. Listen, you have, you, listen, we're getting older. We've, we've got busier right. lives. We haven't yeah. got our ears plugged to the streets as much as, as, as we have. Had, you, had any of you guys heard of him before? Uh, Apparently, today? German Dan of Touchy Gunas has been waxing right. lyrical about him for right. a while. But, 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 so maybe, what, what, what so about maybe you guys? You to, um, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, Elijah has. Right. Okay. I did. We were linked with him uh, in December last year. So oh. that's when I first heard of him. But yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, I've never heard of him before, so I, mean, I literally heard of him. I am, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time watching Atalanta, Atalanta under 19s, so I'm okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> good record yeah, in, in, in that league, is he? Yes, scary. he's played like 30 minutes for the first team or something, so yeah, uh, and he's got one goal by the 25, way, 25, but he's got one goal. Yeah, 25 even, cool. So, uh, decent, ooh, decent so, it's a goal every 20, so it's a goal every 25 minutes. If yeah, we extrapolate that out to a full 90 minutes, you're telling me we're signing a three to four goal a game wonder kid. You can't <laughs> well, argue with, everyone can't scores, argue with that. Everyone scores for Atlanta though, don't they? Like even the goalkeeper's <laughs> probably got. <laughs> you can't argue with that for 40 million. So yeah, before uh, you go, Lewis. A, a rating. Before you go, give us a rating and where you think we're going to finish. Well, uh, because I think you haven't addressed any of your core areas, um, I, I won't go higher than a five, if I'm being honest. There's not, there's nothing that five. really scares me. Yeah, there's nothing that really scares me. Like Cavani, I think he's going to be all right for you lot, but um, it doesn't scare me. It doesn't scare me. Like I, I think Cavani could be a bit hit and miss, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. He couldn't even get a game for PSG. Um, last season could he so yeah not, nothing in it that that scares me too much five out of ten you haven't addressed any of the core areas i still think you'll i still think you'll probably make top four because your firepower is absolutely insane um you know you, and you'll have that run where you 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 go on like an eight or nine game winning streak. and when and when we're looking at the premier league this season where it's going to be very hard to to go on winning runs those winning runs will probably be the difference between you finishing 
in the top four and outside the top four. It'll be it'll be one of those seasons. Whoever can sustain a top quality run of maybe eight or nine games, they'll get in the top four. And I think you guys have got firepower to do it. Depends when we get our new manager bounce. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking around. I'm thinking around December, January times with the way things are going. So, Lewis, just want to thank you uh, once again for for coming on and, and staying on your best behaviour. And do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna mute you now. Because I know that you definitely have it in you to start scream something like, ah, we signed part A, ha, 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 ha. So before you get to get that last laugh, I'm going to mute you. Uh, thank you for your time. And can you uh, gladly escort yourself out of this mug alive? Thank you very much for your time, sir. Big Take man care. thing, though. How didn't we sign party? <sighs> Let's not talk about it. Let's um, not talk about it. It made, it made too is... much sense. It made too much sense. Like, um, we were discussing it in the mugger chat earlier. And I was saying that... Uh, what is clearly going to be a, a part and parcel of our game is being caught in transition because our attacks break down halfway through them, meaning that we're going to have teams breaking on our back line. And when I was looking at a couple of the goals, you're just seeing Matic labouring, trying to, to get back into the frame. And it's like just having a guy like Partey who can sweep up, who can cover up danger. Of course, it's not going to cover all the errors, but it just I feel like when you have so many structural issues that like we have, it's even more important to have individuals who can make up for those gaps in what the coach and what the team setup doesn't have. And Party comes in and he's athletic, he's physical, he can carry the ball, he can beat players um, um, technically as well. Uh, 50 million for a 27-year-old in the in the peak of his powers. Uh, it made way, way too much sense for us, unfortunately. Um, Arsenal, yeah. man. Yeah, They're too yeah, smug yeah. for a team that have sent the mascot to the job center plus, man. <laughs> 80k a week, man. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to ask for. It's a lot to ask for. So uh, next, we're gonna have on Fahi from Coppen Fracker. Uh, obviously, they had a tough Sunday as well, but we've spoken, and it's strictly transfer business here. So again, if he if he steps out of line, that that mute button is vicious. So uh, let, let's let's have a uh, Fahi come through. Fahi, Fahi, uh, Fahi, how you doing, mate? Hello, guys, how we doing? Yeah, uh, uh, uh brother in arms for for twenty four hours or so. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> background. I'm, I'm going on mute. I'm going on mute. Elijah, Elijah, what's wrong? <laughs> what's going on, man? <laughs> how we doing, Mario? Come, let's talk. Um, we're hearing it, All right? Obviously, I said at the start before the uh, the pod started that the, the half the reason we, we did it at 11 o'clock was the fact that when we normally record at 7, probably by 9, very quick transfer deadline day. You could easily yeah. be easily... Oh, we got Danny on the red wine. Um, Yeah, you could easily be <laughs> redundant. It's <coke>. <laughs> oh, it's Coke. <laughs> could yeah. easily be redundant if we made some last-minute signings. And the second thing was, I really did think we'd be flexing with Usman Dembele. So uh, it's it's two L's in in regards to those things. So yeah, I, I've asked you to come on because I just wanted to get the perspective of a fan of one of our rivals in terms of our transfer window. Uh, Steven gave us a two. Danny gave us a two. Elijah gave us a one. Meads gave us a four. Lewis gave us a five. Those are all out of ten, by the way. In case you were, yeah. if you're counting. Um, so we finished third last season when the Champions League. The groups have been drawn. We're not in an easy group at all. Um, but we were really looking to consolidate and we've ended up with a window of Tellez, Donny van der Beek, Cavani, uh, Wonder Kid Diallo, who's joining in January, and Palestri, some Uruguayan kid. Um, what are your thoughts um, on our window and what you're expecting from us this season as a result? I mean, if you're looking at it from the outside looking in, and like, as a rival, 
I'm looking at Chelsea and I'm looking at United. I'm thinking you guys are age mates right now, right? You guys are trying to get to that next level. You're trying to reach the Man Cities and the Liverpools. Chelsea did their business. They went out there and they got who they wanted to get. United had names that they wanted to get. They didn't get a single one of them. All right, maybe Teles. Yeah, they got him. They got the left back. That's cool. Grealish and Sancho, no one else was in for them. They were easy deals to be done. All right, yeah, you got to stamp up the cash. But literally, it was a one-horse race. You got neither. Why did you get neither? You're not short of cash. You're supposedly the biggest club in the world. So me as a Liverpool fan, I'm looking at this. I'm like, yo, why can't United sign players? What is it? What, what's going on right now? And all I can do is laugh. Because really and truly, you guys have got the power to sign these players. But you just didn't do it. It's not Ollie's fault. So it must be Woodward, right? Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe things are a bit more perilous for us than, than they're letting on because it doesn't make sense. Like, like you say, if you supposedly have this power to sign these players to take your club to the next level, um, why wouldn't you? The only thing that can come to my mind is that you don't have the power that people think you have. And you've kind of, you've, you've, you've spoken over the years and waxed lyrical about how powerful you are to the point that when teams are doing business with you, they make sure they get more money from you than anybody yeah. else. Uh, and you're not uh, an especially strong negotiator to begin with. Uh, and then obviously you've had COVID hit. Obviously uh, we do great financial deals, but the fact we have the biggest stadium in the country has always been a, a big game changer for us and it's a reason why all our rivals have really pushed to get bigger stadiums because if we're bringing so much more money in in terms of gate receipts every home game plus getting the bigger sponsorship deals it mm. makes it very difficult for clubs to close the gap on us mm. but since March we've had none of this we've had none of this money coming in uh, we, we put a lot a lot of the money from Aguirre up up front um, and the coffers might just not have as much as, as people think they are. I think it does, especially if Dortmund are saying, well, actually, for Sancho, we want 90 now. We want 90 now. You, you can't try and amortise it over the five, six years or whatever. We probably don't have it. And, and that's just where we are. And if you know you don't have it, what are your contingencies? What's your Okay, if we can't get Sancho this year, but we know Sancho is who we want long term, who's yeah. our backup who will tide us over for this season? And then we go in next season for Sancho when the hope is obviously stadiums open up again. You're getting yeah. the money flowing back The again. reality is, man, I think you've lost out on Sancho now. I don't think you get him. There's going to be numerous clubs in for him next season. Yeah, Danny said the same thing. Like, and, and that's it. Like, this was your chance to get him. This was, this was the perfect opportunity. You didn't do it. I don't really see how you make up for this crap transfer window. This was the window where you really needed to, like, do some serious business and you didn't do it. And ultimately, you're not even on the coattails of Chelsea now. Chelsea have kind of set their team up. You guys are lagging behind. So no one is worried about you. Like, you, you're fighting for top four. And I, I don't feel as if there's a guarantee you're getting top four this season, genuinely. And that's not just because of, you know, the rivalry and all that kind of stuff. You've got to look at, like, the fixture congestion. You've got to look at the amount of games you guys are going to be playing per week. And you also got to look at the way Oli coaches you guys the way he just constantly plays players game after game after game after game. He doesn't use his brain half the time. I I, I, I say I worry for you guys. I couldn't care less, but I do worry for you guys because I don't really think you guys have it in you to do what you did last season. I think it's going to go downhill. I agree. I agree. Um, lockdown uh, saved us, essentially. 
and it allowed us to have a lot of our injured well a lot I say Pogba and Rashford come back uh, Martial came back like he had a new lease on, on life and I think we all know that if the season had just played out normally we wouldn't have made the Champions League um, it was imperative because what was very obvious was that um, the, the drop off from those top guys was astronomical so it was yeah. imperative that we brought in more quality that meant that with the season being as condensed as we all know it's going to be that yeah. if they're having bad games we ha- can rotate if they're getting jaded we can rotate so we've addressed none of those issues uh, I don't think there's probably any of us in this is in this chat um, probably even in the extended Mugga family who who's confident of us making top four uh, Everton have started fantastically and we've probably done a job not giving them Romero because Pickford is shit mm. um you got you and City, no matter what happened, you guys are going to finish in the top two. It's only logical to assume that Chelsea, that scrape fourth, Lampard, say whatever you want about him, is his second season. He has more quality. So you've almost said you've got your three teams that are going to make top um, four. And we've got about four or five teams all fighting for that last position. Um, and I wouldn't put us top of that list, unfortunately. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. How, how do you feel about the pulling power of your club right now? Yeah, what, anybody... what do you think about it? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I still think we have pulling power. You know, I still think I think if if we pay the money for the right player, we come up trumps with the right fee for the club and the agents fees. I still think we have pulling power. I think if it's versus like a Barcelona or a Real Madrid, obviously, like you can't really compete with them. But in terms of like being competitive and buying top draw players, I still think we can afford them. I still think we can attract them. We're just not running the club very well. And we're not doing the business in a way that allows us to get in top players. Like, you look at, obviously, Chelsea just go in, pay the money and get their players in early. We're just not doing that. So I don't think we have a problem in terms of attracting the right players. Mm. Um, I just think we have a problem in terms of how we're obviously handling transfer business and how we're doing scouting um, for the club as a whole. Look, ultimately, you guys have improved on Igalo. You've got Cavani in. Fair enough, yeah. You've improved on that left back of yours. Got rid of Shaw. You're going to get rid of Shaw nicely. You're going to get Teas in. Teas seems decent from what I've seen. So those are your two main improvements, right? But ultimately, you still got that dog in defence, Maguire. Awful. You needed someone else beside him. Not sure what's going on there. So you've still got Lindelof, Maguire and Bailly. They can't play together. So Lord knows what's going to happen to the core of your defence. I still don't really understand what's going on with your midfield either. It, it, there's not enough creativity. It's, it's, it's a mess, man. I'm sorry. Like, if I had to rate this transfer window, I'm rating it a four. And four is me being kind. And the only reason I'm rating it a four is because Tellez is an improvement on Shaw and Cavani is an improvement in, on Igalo. That's it. Other than that, you've not done anything to impress me. No, you're not feeling Donny van der Beek, no? Nah, he's all right. All right, lad. You know, he'll do, he'll do, he'll do bits. You know, he's going to get his 20 minutes here and there. But it's not going to do anything. Like, you're not going to be challenging for anything. Like, it's just another wasted season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you've rated our window. That was going to be the last thing I did ask you. So, um, yeah, just to thank you for your time, Fahi. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see each other on the other side. Enjoy the international break, mate. Peace. I think we'll... We'll still attract players. I mean, Ollie won't attract players. That's the thing. I think if we get a coach in, we've been shit for five years, like shit, shit. And we've still signed players because players will still want to come. No one no one dreams of playing for Frank Lampard. You know what I mean? It's not Havertz's dream to play for Lampard. I think because they've paid the money, that's the way it is. And like Stevie said, if they pay the dough, 
and they're not going to want to work for a chump, then that they will be be cool with that. It's just replacing him, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think I think at this moment in time, like I asked in the chat, it was um, very much a case of, okay, we talk about our squad, we talk about the lack of quality, but if we're now seeing that we've not reinforced adequately, we then need a manager who's going to get everything he can out of the players that we have. And do we have a manager who's doing that? No, we do not. So if we're not going to improve the players, then we've got to improve the manager. It's got to be one or the other. So obviously the sound bites are coming out now. Uh, Woodward's talking to Pochettino. Uh, He's given Oli time, but if things haven't turned around by November, Oli's gone. Um, now seen a gra- Neil Ashton. That's who he's <laughs> to. I, I was uh, seeing a graphic and it kind of showed like uh, LVG first season net spend 150 million, second season 50 million. Jose Mourinho first season net spend 100 and whatever million, second season 40 50 million. Or same Oli Gunnar Solskjaer net spend uh, first uh, season or first window should I say 100 plus million and again the net spend I think in this one's what 40 50 million. So uh, it seems that we have a clear kind of strategy in terms of that first window. Back the manager, but backing the manager is more along the lines of what Chelsea have done, where they've really put their financial might and power behind the manager because every manager is already coming in with an incomplete squad on top of wanting to have the players that he he wants. He has to get the players out, which we struggle to do for reasons that we all know. And Elijah, you guys mentioned on last week's pod, the players that we need to get shipped out, they do need a bit of time in the shop window because otherwise, how does anybody know what quantity they're, uh, they're, they're signing? And then when you factor in the fact that we pay better than everybody else, I'm not going to pay more wages to a guy that I haven't seen on a pitch for six months. Or I've seen him run around and hack some shins for five minutes. Um, um, <laughs> recently, so I completely get it. And um, uh, we're on to our final member of the Touchline uh, family. Uh, this is Tobes from Touchline Hotspur. Uh, we've spoken, and this is going to be strictly uh, transfer business. Uh, but I know Tobes. Uh, he, he, he's a man very much like myself. Uh, enjoys to drink the blood of his enemies. So I very much expect him to try a ting. Uh, Stevie will probably know more about that than me. But listen, like I said, the, the mute button exists for a reason. And the second, the se- the reason, I let Fahey talk because, listen, he, he, he's still reeling from a 7-2 battering by Aston Villa. Um, so this was a bit of catharsis for him. But the minute Tobes steps out of line, he, he's getting muted and removed. So um, let, let's, let's add Tobes and see what he has to say for uh, our, our transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did, mate. Uh, I'm not going to ask you why you're wearing that hoodie. Um, I was going to actually remove your visual, but it just means more editing work on our end. So you win that battle. Um, so <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, our transfer window. So the window's closed now. Like I said to the guys, <laughs> sipping my tea, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said to the guys, uh, half the reason we did this is because we didn't want to record earlier in case uh, our pod became a bit redundant. And second reason is because we were expecting, or I was expecting us to pull out a, a coup in terms of Osman Dembele. Oh, uh, yeah. Neither, yeah, neither thing has, has, has happened. So we are where we are. And our window uh, closes with uh, Tellez, Donny van der Beek, Edinson Cavani, Diallo, um, Palistri. Um, yeah, w- what's your rating of, of, of our window? And obviously, you know, we finished third last season. We're in the Champions League and, and we finished with a bit of fanfare. Looked like we could potentially do something this season. W- what's your thoughts on the window we've had and what you're expecting from us this season? Transfers only, please. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Um, what am I expect? What, <clears throat> thoughts on the window? I must say, I think um, on paper it looks as if you lot have had a decent window in the sense that you've brought in an established player in Donny Van Der Beek, who looks. I'm. I really rate him quite highly. You've got in Tellez for fifteen million or something like that. Um, who looks like he's going to be a really good attacking outlet as well. And you've also got in a, a striker who Steve knows I wanted all summer. I think Cavani, I think on a free transfer, you cannot complain at having someone like him in your squad. But the issue I see with your business is that it's not addressed all of your key problems apart from maybe Tellers. You still needed a right winger. You haven't signed a right winger for now. I personally thought you needed a backup left winger. You haven't got that. I felt you needed a proper sort of CDM cover for Matic. I like McTominay. I think he's basic, though. You didn't address that. You needed another centre-back. You didn't address that. And most importantly as well, you needed to shift a lot of your players out of your team. Phil Jones, um, Romero, um, Fossu Mensah, um, Eric Bailly, you can even say there as well. Like, there's so... Jesse Lingard, there's so many things that you should have done this window, especially the extended deadline. You haven't done it, so... In terms of my rating for your window, I can't give it anything more than a 4.5 or a 5 out of 10. Yeah, you, you got every guest has been a bit more generous than, than our, our guys. Steve, gave us a 2. Danny gave us a 2. Elijah gave us a 1. Uh, you, you, you've summed it up quite well there, to be honest with you, uh, Tobes, and you've been quite gracious in that. I don't, I don't actually think there's anything more we need to add, to be honest. And yeah. I, to be honest, I, I don't even want to risk you getting cheeky. So I'm going to mute you now. Because, again, if I was you, I'd make sure I'd get that dig in before I left. So what I've just done now is mute you to prevent you doing that. Um, but I do thank you for your time, uh, your very astute analysis of our window. Um, and, yeah, good, good luck with your season, sir. We'll see you on the other end. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so, guys, um, there seems that, uh, to some extent, we have been a bit of a, a negative Nancy's in here. Um, you guys have given... Uh, is he refusing to leave? I'll just remove you if you don't leave, sir. Uh, <laughs> I removed him. He refused to leave. Uh, yeah, so it seems like we've been somewhat of some negative Nancy's in terms of our window. You've heard fours and fives. Um, we've improved that left back. We've improved um, our backup striker. And I think uh, in some corners, and if, probably if Sebi was on, he would say that he probably has secret hopes that Cavani actually replaces Martial. And um, also uh, Donny, Donny van der Beek, who gives us a quality midfield option for if when Pogba goes down, if when Bruno goes down or gets dropped. So um, that's our window. Um, where are we expecting to finish this season then? Um, this is... Uh, um, I'm going to put my neck out and say on current form, I will have us finishing sixth. And if it goes badly, seventh. Um, I genuinely think like I've like this, the last forty-eight hours have been hell. This this last hour in particular, yeah, has been like purgatory because Mariah Mariah actually allowed our our nemesis to come on and just smirk at us as they talk about our transfer business. It's fine. But, um, Listen, but the thing is, it doesn't matter for me personally because mm. they 
anything they can say can't make us feel any worse than we feel. It can, man. But can't you see, like, even their ratings of our window was not as bad as how we view the window ourselves. Like, you lot are laughing. We're crying. It doesn't matter. Like, you lot coming on to talk. Your clubs are still shit, apart from Liverpool. Your clubs are still shit. So it doesn't really matter to me what you're coming on to say say on this live. But I feel it was a good opportunity for us to get a bit more perspective and realise that maybe it's not as as bad as we think. Yes, we haven't addressed all our, our key areas. But we've improved somewhat, you know. Give 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 the boys some credit, eh? The no, thing is, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I, I can't see us competing for the, the Champions League at all because I keep going back to the point that even when we were playing well and people were gassed over our performances um, during Project Restart, it was like four games. It was a period <laughs> of four games, and then after what well, I think it was Check Restart. Um, it's mad after the, everyone said United is back like we only played I don't know four games and then after about the Southampton game then you saw us panicking again and it seemed like everyone and their mum forgot that um, this season at the start of the season that we weren't playing very well um, at the end of the season we barely had a break so Ole's had no time to implement what would be no ideas from his brain anyway um, so, so we've come into the season now well, obviously, we've started slow. The morale's low. Again, we're going on international duty. And, like, I've got so many concerns. Because, one, the team's actually not... It's not good enough to finish in a Champions League position, in my perspective. I don't think the squad is big enough because the games are coming thick and fast this season. It's condensed into um, a five-week smaller period. We don't have the... Um, what do you call it, the um, winter break that we did last season. So if we get one injury to a key player, it could be very, very long for us. And then two, obviously, from a coaching perspective, um, there's no idea what we're doing on the pitch. So we can't even out-coach teams like Brighton, who, in theory, like we have a better first eleven than them head-to-toe. But people like Mope are running rings around us and laughing at us. Um, and then, and then, thirdly, obviously, the morale itself is is low in the squad, and I don't know how they're going to turn that around. And you look to leaders that people have asked to be our captains, people like Pogba, people like. Wait, hold, Rash- on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> People asked to be our captain. <laughs> You got guys, yeah. guys are catching strays on this live. Um, Fam, we did a we did a poll, yeah, and I think like ninety three percent of viewers, yeah, said Pogba should be captain. I want you lot to rerun that poll in the morning because <laughs> <laughs> because what this guy showed me in in the minutes he's played this season, abysmal. Um, so yeah. What's going on with his arm? Like I, I half thought he was hiding a sleeve, but I thought he's a good Muslim <laughs> boy, so he probably hasn't got a sleeve. So he's probably I don't know what he's done. But um, I reckon um, I'll put my neck on the line here. Fun, hey, funny enough, to, um, Steve, you said, I'll put my neck on the line. I thought you were going to say fourth. You said sixth <laughs> and second. <laughs> I'm going to put my neck on the line and say that I think we will get like a sar in um, um, with the domestic window closing on the 16th. Um, I think they'll just get some, I think they'll just get somebody in genuinely. Like it's not like whatever, he's a body, he's pacey. He can be a, mm. he can be a, a problem. Um, yeah, we, we saw him like tear apart Liverpool last season. So but you know what the mad thing is, Morel? Like, what's the a right thing? a right winger doesn't solve our problems? It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, but I think they, the thing is, yeah, we know midfield is a problem. But from mm. their perspective, 
McTominay is somebody they envision staying with us long term. He he's come up through the academy, so a DM coming in stops him playing. Fred is again sixty million signing. He was okay when he played regularly last season and has. Uh, in my opinion, very little resale value. Um, so again, that's another body. So from their perspective, why would we add a DM when we already have our backup DM and our backup central midfielder? So that's where we then talk again about getting rid of players. You get rid of these players to create space for the players you want to come in for them. Um, uh, as Disu mentioned in our chat earlier when I said, I think I feel we need an athletic DM. He's like, well, McTominay is athletic and we still get run ragged. And I was like, yeah, but McTominay is also shit. So being athletic doesn't doesn't help. But I can see why from the club's perspective, they haven't. We see Fred and McTominay and we see players who shouldn't be playing. They see Fred and McTominay and they see rotation options who come in when our first our first guys are, are uh, being rested or injured. Fan, Even the, have... the Tottenham fan Sorry, there man. was like, oh, I rate, I rate Matt Tomane. I like him. It's like, it's mad how you can watch that guy and think that, that he's a piece. He plays, he supports Spurs, man. How many quality midfielders has he seen in this? <laughs> I think he has to watch Winks. It makes sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I, I didn't even question him on that because, yeah, he, he, he ain't got much great. I mean, for, like, they've not had a midfield for years. They're watching Wanyama and Dyer and yeah. all them man in midfield, so... So you can see exactly why he'd like McTominay. So mm-hmm. I can see why they did they didn't sign that DM. Um it doesn't help us. Um it doesn't help what we're gonna see on the pitch, but you can see the logic from their perspective. Uh centre back now. Uh I know Oli thinks Maguire is shit. I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. But there's no Joe, for all we bag about Sasha, yeah. He's ta- I think the one thing he's really good at is that he's got a good talent. ID he knows a player and he knows yeah, when it's not a player. Yeah, because even with Bruno, I, I, I remember after... yeah. He knows when a player is really bad because I remember when Bruno played versus Copenhagen. He said to the Copenhagen player, like, Bruno, Bruno today tr- tried to give you the win. Everyone on Twitter was raving about that performance. Oli knew that his performance, like he knows when a player is crap. Because even when Pereira was there and Fred McTominay were playing, he was saying he was saying all these good stuff about them. As soon as Pogba came back, as soon as Bruno was there, dropped them out without a care. That like he he can be ruthless, but the problem is he's just a horrendous coach. So he doesn't put the their the best players in the best positions. And then with the shit players, if if you can't put the best players in the best position, if if you can't put the shit players in the best position. They're going to look even worse. And because we're a top team, we, uh, like, it's... it's Who's the top it, team? Because because teams play play against us like we are a top team. Yeah, they still think they're... Yeah, team, yeah, yeah, that's right. You get yeah. it right. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but basically, teams play against us like that we're, we're a top team. But I think more recently, teams are just realising they were actually horrendous. That's why Palace and Brighton, they're starting to press high against us and stuff like that. But, I mean... It is just getting worse and worse. It's I, I I don't see us. The thing is, as bad as it's getting, I don't see a second social until the end of the season. Even if it gets really bad, I feel like they would rather ride it out and get a new manager in the summer, buy a hold load new to players, and just try to deflect that way. Because if if they do it mid season, they can't deflect. It's just. It's just going to be a shit show. Also, this is—I think this is the first manager where, like, everyone wanted Mourinho gone. Everyone blamed yeah. Mourinho, saying it was a meltdown. 
Van Gaal as a clown. Everyone was happy to see the back of him. They're not going to be happy to see the back of Ole. This is the first manager where they're, they're going to start looking at Woodward more yeah. as opposed to like, oh, it's Mourinho's fault. He did his meltdown. Oh, nice one, Woody. You've saved us that embarrassment or whatever. This is the first time they'll be they'll be murder if if he because gets I, f- I think the fact of the matter is, is that we know all these limitations, but what he has done is that he's he has basically just come in and that he's done relatively well with Rashford, Martial, and Greenwood. So we've seen that he can do something, and he got we got to third place, and there's no reason why you shouldn't back a manager who done more than what because that's what that's the reason why we didn't like Van Gaal that's the reason why we didn't like Mourinho we said even with what they done like Mourinho's second place even with Van Gaal's trophy the fact that they weren't getting the best out of certain players our, our best players is the reason why they had to go the fact that Oli overall has done relatively well with our better players and they still didn't back him that's when the lights are going to go on you. Like, that's why I said, I think when the season ended, I said, if we do not do it this summer, it's all going to be on the board because they have no excuse. Like, it doesn't matter if we don't get Sancho. It doesn't matter if we don't get Greenish. We needed to get, we needed to identify targets and we need to be ruthless. Like, just dot them off and just do it. But, I mean, where, where, at the end of the day, we're the ones that, that that's going to pay. So... As much as I like Ollie, I think what it looks like now is that it looks like he's a top-tier striker coach on managers' wages. Yeah, like, basically. Like if- he, what he has done with the forwards has been relatively okay. And he's not even done much. He's just basically, he, he's given them individual things to work on. As a cohesive unit, they're, they're, they're still not good. But just individual things like Marshall just stay more central. Rashford, I mean, just be a bit more direct. Greenwood, he's even said to work on headers, but with Greenwood, you don't have to say much. But he's apart from that, you can see they like playing for him as well. Like he's a good man. The thing, he's a good man. Who wouldn't? He's always smiling like a a bloody (laughs) psychiatrist. Fam, that's um, I know we haven't even got into this Tottenham game yet. Exactly, we're just about to. At everyone and shaking the Tottenham players' hands and smiling again. I was infuriated. Yeah, um, that's a, that's enough about transfers, eh? Eh? Uh, let's let's oh, get it. How how, how have we gone through the transfers and we didn't have like fifteen minutes on Woodward and Judge and all the rest of them clowns, bro? I mean, wow. We know we know who they are. We know what they are at but this point. But the thing point, is, we though. actually don't. We, we we just know Woodward and Judge. I know there's some other men that are hiding. Don't have you're their still, names out you're there. You're still vexed at Evra for not revealing the name, bro. <laughs> I wanted him to name M- flipping Matt Myrtle. Who is that? That guy's been there since Moyes, and no one knows what he does, bro. He's what he's, he's, head he's of, definitely on like a hundred bags a year minimum, bro. Minimum he's head of football development. He came from you the Premier League. What does he do? I don't think the Sancho thing's on Woodward. Because the one thing you can say about Woodward is he fucking loves spending money. Yeah, he does. He will spend it if it's there. He's dropped all that money on, on Pogba and stuff. He will. He loves spending it. He loves showing that he can spend it. So I think they've just told him no now. No, yeah, I think the Glazers, like, I think I was reading in the Athletic that the Glazers are very, every single money transfer 
has to get signed off by them. It doesn't matter, even the uh, even the uh, academy ones as well. So I think it's just like the Glazers saying, we we can't pay for Sancho without dipping into our own pocket. So no. The worst, yeah. the worst thing about the Sancho thing is that we we clearly don't have a replacement, and it's like we're we're doing this every season where we go out, we try and get like a big money signing, and when the player doesn't want to come. We don't have anyone in reserve. And I think we've got a scouting team of about like 50 or something like this. I don't the know. biggest the scouting team, in team in, 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 on the planet, mate. Fam, how can you not have a backup? Well, we've got, we've, we've got a backup. Uh, we've got a backup. Diallo, he's coming in January. Come on, man. But like, like Joe, Joe, the crazy thing is, is that even if we, I think we've become so, they've become so obsessed with this back the manager thing. I think they will try to the end to get that first target, and if it and it, and if it doesn't work, they're like, "Oh shit, we have to scram- scramble around," which is p- pathetic. You identify a profile of player, you see who's the best fit, you see who's the second best fit, and you do that. Like even this Van der Beek thing, if Grealish was our top target, and that's what it looked like, they they are nothing alike. Like the, the the qualities that they bring are nothing alike. So it's just it's it's idiotic. Um, Elijah, you like. said as well, um, you said Ole knows how to spot talent. Fam, I'm telling you, the four players we signed last season, yeah, all of them, bums. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what, yeah? I, I, what I mean is by that, he knows a good player. He knows yeah, when... Like if, if, if the player comes in and he's shit, then Ole knows, yeah, you're shit. Yeah, but yeah. I think, I think Maguire, his hands are so tied. Such a big signing. Again, if we try to sell him, would we get half of what we paid? He's English. They've kind of made him a poster boy. They've made, they doubled down and they made him captain because you look around and there's literally nobody else you can give it to. Um, so we're stuck with Oli, but I know Oli knows he's, uh, we're stuck with Harry, but I know Oli knows that guy is shit, man. But um, en- enough about, enough about transfers, Sorry. eh? Calling all carriers. Schneider's new Freight Power app makes it easy to find and book reliable loads instantly. So you spend less time hunting for freight and more time hauling it. Download the Schneider Freight Power app today. Available now at the App Store and Google Play. I, I, I tried. I'm trying to drop that one again. Let's see if it works this time. <laughs> sorry, man. I'm enough sorry. About, enough about transfers, eh? And let's uh, talk about yesterday's absolute shit show. Uh, a 6-1 battering at the, at the hands of Spurs. Um, yeah, I, I went back and watched the, the first half today and um, I can't really say much m- words more than to start with Harry Maguire. Um, the Discord live started late um, and by the time it's, it popped up, uh, Bruno was taking the penalty. So I only saw the, the, the foul for, for the penalty today. Um, so I thought, okay, that's good. We've got an early goal now. We can just shithouse it, grab a 1-1 draw or maybe a sneaky 1-0 win. Um, let's let's break down the goals. So so the first goal, um, what I remember, um, the ball comes into the box. Maguire heads it purposely in Bailly's direction, who's not very far from him. Bailly's kind of like stunned, and his reaction is he heads it, and he just kind of heads it generally into the air. And then he goes to head it again, and he doesn't get any real purchase on it. Cool. Now Maguire, the ball comes into Maguire's vicinity, and then he goes to head it. They call him Slabbed, yeah? And I assume that's because he has a big head, but I also assume that's because he has good headers. Haven't seen much of it for us. But um, he tries to, and I can only imagine that he was nervous about putting too much power in the header back to De Gea, that he tried to make it so soft that, again, it didn't get any purchase. 
Then it, it kind of goes to the general vicinity of Luke Shaw. He then proceeds to hold Luke Shaw, drag Luke Shaw to the ground. Luke Shaw kind of <laughs> still gets some connection on the ball. It bubbles. And then Ndombele comes in and he smashes it in with his left foot through Maguire's um, legs. What the hell? What went on for that first goal? How many is Harry Maguire the only person to blame? Should Bailly have done better there? Um, yeah, what what are you guys' thoughts for that first one? I'm loving I, the way you're drinking that 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 Coca Cola, Danny. Loving it, mate. Go on. I think I think Bailly can do a bit better, but being put in that position in the first place is just ridiculous. I don't understand why Maguire headed it with that much power to someone that's right next to you and then expect them to deal with it. But Bailly can do better. But even then. It's at a point where when Bay has those two headers, Maguire can head it back to the goalkeeper and it's dealt with. And he fucks that up. Then he proceeds to pull Shaw down. And then he fucks up the clearance and it goes to Ndombele and it deflects. The worst thing is that people don't talk about the fact that he deflects it away from De Gea as well. So he he generally caused everything in that <laughs> Like generally any person who was involved in that goal that could have dealt with it, he negatively affected them. Like a he, double agent. A transcendent, uh, a transcendent um, error, error-prone goal. Uh, the second goal, now um, Spurs are now a bit buoyed because they've, they've been able to score basically straight away. Um, and so they, they, they're they getting a bit of a perch on the ball, zipping it around a bit. So they get the ball up to Harry Kane, by the way, who had a masterclass. Uh, get the ball up to Harry Kane. He turns Maguire. Maguire fouls him. Uh, tip, uh, a couple of things happen here. Um, when he fouls him and Kane's getting up, Son s- starts moving from being w- wide on the left to the, s- to the central area. So from the right-hand of right hand side of Bailly to the left-hand side of Bailly. Secondly, um, Harry Maguire steps away from the ball as Kane is getting up. And then thirdly, that then gives, and then I guess a combination of those two things that have happened, then gives Kane an angle to play a pass through to Son, who's already in, like, he's already ready to go. And he just leaves uh, Bailly and uh, Shaw, two pretty nippy players, and it's an excellent finish. So, again, let's go back to those catalogue of errors. Um, Bailly just letting Son walk into a, 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 an advantageous situation. Maguire not doing what you always do when you give away a free kick like that, which you stand on the ball. And I was saying on the main pod yesterday, if you're a real shithouser, you kick it like five yards away, which then gives your team time to get back into shape. But he just lets him have it. So again, uh, yes, it was Maguire's fault, but by we have to look at him as well, I think, for letting Son just go free. I The thing is, the thing is with that goal that really pissed me off is there's one thing I hate about defenders, and I really hate it, and it's when they don't pass on their man. Maguire's left centre back and he has followed Kane to like the right DM part of the pitch. And that's the reason why that gap is there. And I don't understand why defenders do it. I don't understand why defenders just follow. They they, they, they don't pass on men and there's just no organisation. The fact that he's pulled out there and then there's massive gap and then Shaw and Bayer just don't react quick enough. Like, when like you're supposed to react when things happen and you could just tell that they were just rattled from conceding that goal they were just absolutely rattled it was a proper punch in the mouth you know like or punch in the mouth punch in the nose punch in the throat whatever you want to call it 
one of those ones that just stuns you and they, you're kind of recovering and then that gives your opponent the opportunity to just they were just you. absolutely rattled and there was no one there to calm them down but it's still no excuse Bai should react quicker I think if if he just senses a bit quicker he still challenges son I, I I think the space that that is there I don't think like you can close that because Maguire is the left center back and the fact that there's a massive space in between Shaw and Bailly, there shouldn't be a space between Shaw and Bailly. You should pass on your man to your midfielder so they're dealt with by Kane. But, I mean, it's just, like, even when, even when Bissaka and Maguire, they de- like, they're right next to what and they don't sta- stand on it. I mean, it we're just, we're not mentally there. And it just shows in those small moments, like, when we talk about South- Southampton conceding in the last minute, Chelsea conceding in the last minute of um, the first half in the FA Cup semi-final with, but when Bayer goes off and we're a bit r- rattled Sevilla so, so, so just it's just we're a pathetic team mentally really and yeah. that shows it but shows it time and time again what, so else, then, can, what, what else can you say about that goal so man? Danny, and, Danny and Stevie so then uh, we have a bit of play where um, it's 2-1 I will and it's say kind I didn't of, watch it you know Okay, that's cool. You, you, you'll, get, you'll, get, went, you'll get you'll get you'll get your update from us. I there. went I went for a roast. I was eating veg. Um, yeah. I walked over too many grids and saw too many magpies like before half four. So I was like, <laughs> nah, I don't fancy it, you know. And then yeah, you were pro- you're probably right. And so at two one, the game's kind of going end to end. We actually sustain a bit of pressure in their half. Um, from one of those moments of pressure though, they do play a big ball over the top to Sun, and we're lucky he kind of miscontrols it, and and the gear is able to again. Yeah, Maguire is not not there, you know. Yeah, yeah, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. Uh, in that in that period, uh, we do get into some decent positions. I think is that the period where Rashford does hit the post from the offside pass from Bruno. Yeah. But it, yeah. it shows that two one, it's still very much a game. Um, we then um, I don't know if it was a corner or free kick. Now it was well, a corner. We, it was a corner. Um, Lamella hits uh, Martial. Marshall um, hits him back and Lamella, true intelligent cunt, as Jose Mourinho said, um, falls down as if he's been, he's been stabbed. Uh, the ref sees the second part from the looks of things and he sends off Marshall. For you, Stevie, um, a couple well, a couple of things. Um, a, how they're not checking VAR. Uh, and, and B, was Marshall silly to even flick out at him in the, in the um, first place? And C, um, and Sebi said this on yesterday's pod. In those situations, you either like just go mad and like kick him, like do a kino and stamp on his foot or whatever, or you fall like Lamella did, but you don't do what Marshall did, which is just like a a petulant flick. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on those those three those three points? You know what? Yeah, it was probably a good thing. Um, Marshall got sent off. Because that kind of, it didn't really take the gloss off Spurs' win, but it kind of gives Ole a slight, slight excuse. Because even though you said at 2-1 we were still in the game, we were on well on our way to get impact. We were well on our way to get impact. So 11 men or 10 men, I still think that score would have been, been pretty disgraceful. In terms of what um, Martial done, I was like, well, obviously when it's happened, I'm stunned, but I guess by the letter of the law, if you kind of flick your hand out at someone, then like you're you're putting yourself in danger. So really, like he shouldn't be responding. But then also, like football's got to look at itself. 
um, and like where it's going. Um, and I just think like we've, we've gone too far. Like sometimes apply some common sense. Obviously, Lamella's kind of lashed out at Marshall, and sometimes it's just reflex. Like if, if if a man's coming to to get at you, then you're gonna do something back. Um, I don't think um, this is what you'd call like that's what they define as violent conduct in any other um, in any other walk of life. That's not football. Like if you like hit a man, barely brush a man's face, that's not violent conduct. So. I think obviously by the letter of the law, it's a red, but in my eyes, I just think it's it's a bit too harsh and it kind of, obviously, well, it definitely takes the game away from us. And obviously Marshall now, he might be out for three games, which is an even bigger problem. Um, so yeah, that's my take on it. That's your take on it. And then um, third goal. So now we're a man down and um, we, we're still trying to play out the back. And one thing that Spurs did really well was that when we did our half-hearted press and at times it ended up being decent, they played it over the top. Obviously, when you press, you do leave holes in your team. So they're, they're finding free men. And Aurier, what's wrong with Luke Shaw? Why does he tuck in so much? Anyway, yeah. Do you know what? That that was a problem we had in the game after re, re, restart as well. The problem is, is that... Right. He always tucks in so much. I don't get but, it. But I think it's just a thing where he's just scared of Maguire getting skinned. I, 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 I generally think he's scared of Maguire getting skinned because Shaw did tuck in a lot before and whenever you go out to, to a fullback you'll go out slowly I remember there was a Watford game we lost 3-1 and I think Jose said that Shaw didn't go out to press for the for, for the third goal or whatever but I've, I've never seen him do it this much before it's ridiculous and but the thing that exacerbates it even more is the fact that our sentiments can't can't cover it and we tell our wingers stay up the pitch so we generally the right back has the freedom of the pitch and it's just ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So um, they were they were they were playing out of our half-hearted press pretty well. Sometimes they just play through it, and other but times I, they just play over the over the I top. Think, I think that was that was a fourth goal. The, the, the third goal was the buy mistake. No, yeah, I'm just talking about pressing generally. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm getting to buy. You know, don't worry, I ain't forgotten that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so now we're we're ten men down. Uh, we're ten men. Uh, one man down. Um, and we decide to play out the back, which we don't do well even when we have 11 men. Uh, and in this scenario, we've got um, Harry Kane, Son, and Undombele in and around our 18-yard in, in box, basically. So De Gea gives it to Eric Bailly. Eric Bailly. Eric Bailly still has time to look up, look up. He decides to give it to Nemanja Matic, who Mr. Turns like a truck, um, turns into Undombele. Undombele takes the ball off him. The ball gets to Holman Sun and then he just squares it to Harry Kane and then Harry Kane um, makes it 3-1. Maguire's mistake for the first mistakes for the first one was ridiculous. Like you said, um, Mm -hmm. Elijah, he negatively influenced everything that led to a goal. Uh, That's unprecedented, I think, in one one goal. Uh, The second goal was uh, mistakes from multiple people. but there's something special about what Bailly and I guess DDG for even passing it to him did. There's something special about what, like, how does your head contrive to do that in that situation? How does that come to you and think I should give it to Matic when there are two players within five to ten yards of him and there's a third player who's lurking and is pretty close to me? What was he thinking? Do you know, do you know what? I, I remember the Southampton game and I said when... De Gea passed that ball to Pogba. I, I said, De Gea has to take Pogba. 
part of blame for that because I don't want I don't want my DMs picking it up in that space when there's a press on. And it's the same thing. I don't understand why Bayi would pass it to Matic there. I, I even watched the freeze frame again. Play the ball out to Wamasaka. I know we're going to lose the ball anyway, but we're going to lose it in a much better area that's not going to lead directly to a goal. And the thing is, is that with the uh, with the other two, Bayi has, part, ha, 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 has parts to play in it. But it's not like he that he he even he, even if he done a bit better, that goal still might happen. That third goal was just him being fucking stupid, and that's the thing that frustrates everyone because it's the fact that he will get these chances. He might play well for a bit, then he will have one really bad stinker, and it will make a manager not trust him because he will have something like like a, the game away against the Brian. There's the Newcastle game. There's the PSG game, there's the there's there's the tot, there's this Tottenham game, where you can't you cannot, with how much he plays, you can't have those stinkers and play five ten games a season because that's that's just too much, and of course you're gonna need consistency, of course you're gonna need to play through it, but at the end of the day, no one is inspiring confidence and you can't be that bad. You need to come in, do your job properly. And just he, he when Bai is rattled, he's one of the worst players in the world. And we have too many of the players. You can see when we're not when everything's not nice, we're fucking awful. Pogba's probably the worst the, the, the worst of it. Pogba and Bai, when they're rattled, they're not football players anymore. They are just kids on the playground who don't know how to play football. And that's what that was. That that just stunk of someone so rattled. And with just a child's mentality, I I see Matic there. I see it, but I just want to get rid of it because I'm nervous. He just passed the matches and he just all sent to chaos. Like, there's just no... Me- yeah, that... Yeah. Even me, who loves Bayern as much as... Stuff like that, you can't do it. It's, it's painful. Like, you just... It, and the, the fact of the matter is he's probably going to get dropped for the, the, the next game and he, he can have no complaints. And the fact is, we're going to go back to saying about pairing that is just awful. That can't deal with pace. And even there were there were even in, in between the second and third goal, there were times where he was block, he was, he was basically doing blocks by himself. There was but, times when he was playing out of a press and bringing the ball up and then distributing it well. Like we know, we were talking about in the chat. We know about his attributes at this point, but these numb skull moments, uh, combined with the injuries, which a lot of the time exactly. he causes himself, just mean that. You can see why a manager wouldn't trust him. I think the only hope he has is that because they're going off away on international break, Oli has some time to calm down and be like, you know what? Yes, he he was poor, uh, but Lindelof and Maguire, it just there's no world that Lindelof and Maguire are ever going to be a sustainable centre back pairing. Nah. There is a world where Bai and Maguire could maybe be solid. And so I'm hoping that the time where they're away allows Oli to, to to gather his thoughts really. Stevie, are you still with us? I was just thinking, do you think that's a, a reason partly maybe they might have signed Cavani is because instead of passing it to Bailly there, De Gea can just ping it. But De Gea can't ping it anyway. But well, I'm, so, Someone can ping it though. I yeah, mean, there's, but there's someone up there to win a header. I feel like we, I, I even feel like Martial, even when we do ping it, he's not as bad 
airily as people say he is. I think like he can win a few headers. I feel like it's very silly. And even then, ping it into channels. We have Rashford, you know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It like it's not a thing of where we we have slow small players. There are quick players up top, and even Bruno can shift a bit. So it's, it it doesn't make any sense to me. I've, we just that playing out the back makes sense because you draw teams onto you, then you ping it. That's what that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do because then the space that they create means that you don't necessarily need your guy to be good in the air because you're just playing it into a dangerous area. And exactly. like you say, a Rashford can can chase it. And again, another thing I noticed is that when Spurs did win it. Um, even if they didn't win the first ball, they made sure they won that second ball. Second ball. It comes down. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's just basic. Saying, though, I, th- I think yeah. that's what Ollie might be thinking, though. It wouldn't surprise me knowing Ollie. No, no, no. It's true because I think that's why he bought Egala as well. Yeah. I think with, <laughs> with, with obviously playing out the back, I think we just have like a real problem in our team. Like we have, like our players have a real inability to keep the ball. Like, so when we're playing out from the back, if you look at like um, Maguire and Lindelof, Lindelof, I think is even better on the ball than Maguire. Like Maguire, we spent 80 million on him. And as soon as he gets pressed, he loses the ball when he tries to play it out. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is not a footballer. So when, <laughs> when, when you're actually looking, like if um, Lindelof looking for someone to pass it to, Aaron Wan-Bissaka is a non-option. Like sometimes I even see Bruno get the ball, look at Aaron Wan-Bissaka, he's like, nah, not, not, not right. Um, Matic is slow on the turn. Luke Shaw, I don't really rate him on the ball as well. And even like going forward, I don't think like Rashford is the safest on the ball as well. Like he's a he's a high risk kind of player. And then Bruno is obviously we know is is pass accuracy completion. So I just think in us trying to play out the back, we we lose the ball so easily that there's no semblance of of an idea or a plan. And obviously social is not implementing that either. So we're just inviting trouble onto ourselves. And it results in, in stupidity, like what Bayi did. Did you say Kwasia at the end there, Steve? <laughs> I, I, I definitely didn't, but I could have. I could. <laughs> our most our most technically secure player is probably Martial, you know. Like he's the one I, yeah. I trust to go into and just keep the ball. And even him recently, he's not been good. But... Amata. Matter is really and what is so funny that Brighton game, it just made me think. Imagine we had a player like Matter who was younger and was just better. Just a a younger Matter, basically. (laughs) Nah, nah, (laughs) you know what? Me personally, I I think Matter is more of a final third player. I I feel, I feel like someone just like a a Grealish, just someone that can come Mm. on and you can just keep the ball, ball with King, like Van der Beek. My thing. But Beek, for me, his best his, his best thing is that he's great off the ball. Off the ball, yeah. But, yeah. but even him, he's actually decent, decent technically, and he, like, he's not risk risky. He will keep it safe. But someone like Matter, it was just like it was weird. It was like a breath of fresh air just seeing. Wow, there's actually players in our squad that you know aren't like dumb. It's it's just crazy that we like even. Like, ugh, even Pogba, it's, it's it's becoming pathetic at this point. You're actually 27 years old, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I forget the exact scenario which the fourth came uh, 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 across. 
Um, but I feel like what did we turn it? We probably turned it over. I think we turned it over um, in the middle. And um, Aurier, like he he had that space the whole first half. Your mate Luke Shaw's tucked in again. Um, so this time they find him. Um, they find him, and um, this is where I talk about us not having athletic players because it's the lumberjack Harry Maguire who decides to go out to him. In that, it seems like. He points to Shaw to go to Harry Kane because Harry Kane's on the edge of the box. The problem being, though, Shaw, where Shaw was or was going to be, was cutting out the 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 pass that he made for Son. So Shaw vacates that space, or he was going into that space. He vacates that space to go and cover Harry Kane because you don't want Harry Kane to get the ball in and around the eighteen-yard box. But what you actually see is that. I know he's not the best at coming back, but Pogba was already like lumbering back anyway. So if he had played a pass to to um, Harry Kane, you're hoping that Pogba's there to 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 make to at least bother him a bit. But Shaw goes to Kane, doesn't get anywhere near him because then Ori just plays it through Maguire's legs, and then Son gets uh, the goal to make it four one. And um, yeah, that's 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 your uh, first half there. So again, um, we have to. Sure, people in the comments are saying it's it's by design. You, Eli, do you think it's because he's scared of um, leaving Maguire out on it on his own? But it's like there's just co- constant confusion and chaos. Like the minute that ball, the minute that, like, when you talk about good low block compact defending, you talk about a team like Atletico Madrid, and it's about constantly shuttling across as a team and cutting off spaces. So yes, we could give you that whole right hand side. But the minute we, the minute that pass is going towards the right, we're already shuffling along. So the space that was there when the pass was originally made is no longer there anymore. Instead, we will watch the ball go all the way to that side. And say, you know what? I should probably go out to him, you know? And then the person who goes out is Harry Maguire, who's a slowest of truck, a fridge, whatever you want to call him. Um, and he doesn't get any, there any in any time that puts any pressure on Ori. Ori has time to stop. Look up, Son and able is Son and somebody else was it Lamella? They had two guys who were basically there ready to tap that ball in. Um, and yeah, what do you expect the DDG to do at this at this point in his career? And and they made it four one to be honest. It was a game at three one, but just to to, to compound it, um, it was then uh, f- finished off uh, to be made four one. Um, they then you know what's scored... crazy? Yeah, what's crazy? It's the fact that Maguire and Shaw didn't look behind him once. Bro, remember, the... remember that goal Sevilla scored. Yeah, bro. Hey, like, what, 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 what's going look, on? We're conceding the same goals again and again. Joe, 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 Joe. The thing is, the thing I really like about Maguire this season is the fact that he's he's doing he's doing the same mistakes that he done last season. So I, I remember on the first goal versus Palace, I think for for the first goal versus Chelsea in semi final, he doesn't look behind him and he doesn't cut the, the cross out on the first goal. That's the same thing versus Palace. People are complaining. He's done that mistake before. Sevilla. Versus Tottenham, he goes out to Aurier, doesn't look back behind him, and he does quite a cross out. Same thing he does versus Sevilla. He's making the same mistakes he was making before. This is scary. I, this is scary. Like for me, what I was saying in the chat earlier is like obviously, like we said, Oli's probably his ceiling is a, a coach for the strikers, a coach for the attackers, um, who comes in and just what well, well, this is what I learned being a deadly finisher during my days. Looking at our defenders. 
specifically our centre-backs, they need a coach, and you, you hope that's what our coaches do, but they need a coach who's a top player who's played in their position. And listen, it's going to like, for example, I think of somebody like Rio, but for Rio, it was easy because Rio was yeah. always at least almost as fast as the, the, the striker, probably as strong, very comfortable in the ball. So even trying to trans relate to these guys, inferior beings will be difficult for him, but there's just some fundamental mistakes you do not make as a defender and something is happen not happening. They're making the same fundamental mistakes game in game out like we get like our defenders are not necessarily the best individually but you see in world football in football in general that if you're able to have a well-constructed defensive unit and everybody is able to play to a competent standard standard and you can cut out individual errors you can mitigate these mistakes and we're conceding the same sloppy goals again and again and again and again and again and i I've, that goes to the coaches now because I'm seeing the players make the same mistakes. Why is that not being cut out? Why are we seeing the same things happen? Well, every... Do you know what the thing is? What defender doesn't just scan the pitch? I, I, like, that. that is correct. Like, Maguire and Shaw did not look behind them once, you know? That's just and... that's just normal football. Like, schoolboy, this is how you play football. Like, Bro, you look you around look to see what's happening. To where the goal is. They didn't even look to where the goal is. Where, oh, hold on. If he passed to Kane, he's still further away from goal than Son and Lamella behind me, who are close to it. That's just football sense. I don't understand. They didn't look behind them once. And that is just scary to me. Like, that's just, that's playground football. You focus on the ball and what we can see peripheral vision. You don't scan behind you. That is, it's awful. It is horrendous. Like, that goal was so bad. Even Bailly, I feel like he could have got to the near post quicker. But you know what? At, at that point, the fact that Shaw went out and then he doesn't know what to do, this players around him, I can sort of understand it. But Maguire and Shaw, absolutely criminal. Criminal, criminal, criminal. That rattled me still. So then <laughs> we come out. That, 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 that's the worst goal of the six, by far. By far. Yeah, I've just been on mute just watching that goal again. And again and again, that is abysmal. That, <laughs> that is, is that, it, that that that's one of the worst goals we've ever conceded shocking. in my lifetime. That's I cannot amazing. believe that two believe, Premier League defenders, two Premier League defenders that earn as much as the hair. By the way, both of them together earn as much as the hair. Just to put that out there, just to show <laughs> how much our goalkeeper earns. Fam, they did not look behind them once. That's just football. Look, look behind you. That that's just that's just. Simple football. Wow. That wow. That that is what the worst cause I've ever seen. Like Elijah, that. let's let's cut the recording here, man. This is <laughs> like, we're almost done. We're almost done. Um, this is mad. Maguire's worse than Lindelof. Lindelof doesn't make that mistake. I, I actually feel at this point, Maguire is the defender of all our defenders that needs to be dropped. Yeah. I feel like oh, no, no. He, he's he the worst. He's the worst of the three. Like Lindelof has his limitations physically, but there's the dumb mistakes by makes Lindelof doesn't make them. Like his issue is that he's getting out strength, he's getting out pace. Those are his physical limitations that he can do nothing about. But I guarantee you, Bai, if Bai comes out the way Maguire comes out for for Aurier, he gets to him and he either concedes a penalty yeah. or either can he can the penalty or he block he blocks the the, the cross in. Uh, and Lindelof is not making the fundamental mistake of telling his left back to go out to Harry Kane when the other the, um, the 
other team have two attackers who are stealing in at the near post. Like Harry Maguire's influence is cataclysmic. Like he's he's shit within himself. Yeah, that's cool. I'm shit. But then it spills to the other players because he carries himself like he's this leader and the guys in defence seem to like look to him as some sort of leader. So then he has them making mistakes of his own accord. Shaw went out because Maguire told him to go out. He's an idiot for not checking either, but he just did what he was told to do. Like assuming that maybe he's thinking Maguire's checked. So if Maguire's telling me to go out, I should go out. I don't need to check because my captain's told me to go out to the man that's over there and it's Harry Kane. Um, but yeah, no, you're making Shaw look even worse because we're watching it and Lewis like, where's Shaw going? Like, why has he left the six-yard box to go out to Harry Kane when there's two men in the six-yard box? And you look and I see Harry Maguire's pointing at Harry Kane. Harry Maguire's pointing at Harry Kane. So yeah, we go in for half time. Bruno gets hooked. Um, there are rumours as to why we won't speak on that. Uh, and Matic gets hooked. You bring on Fred and McTominay. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know that, 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 that picture with uh, uh, that vid with the baby eating the chicken wings and the, the milk? Fuck it. <laughs> it. Like, if we're going to go down, let's just go down. Like, you get me? Um, so we, um, we, we, we sub Bruno, we sub uh, Matic. Um, what formation did we come out in? It was Pogba on the left, middle wing things. I'm not, I'm four, not sure. 4 4 1. It was 4 4 1. Okay, cool. And that's Rashford in the middle, Pogba on the left. Yeah. Um, um, who was on the right? Uh, Greenwood. Greenwood. Um, Greenwood was okay when we had 11 men, funnily enough. This is the first game in a while I've seen him actually pop off some shots because teams are just kind of like doubling it up on him and just cutting off his left foot now. I, I, I feel so sorry for Greenwood because it's not his position. He's playing in a crap team. And I feel like we don't u- u- utilise him enough. We don't pass him enough. Agreed. But and then to be fair, I realized that he has one Bissaka. One Bissaka, yeah. So yep. they don't pass to one Bissaka, then so they agree with yeah, yeah. enough of the ball. So it, it, it makes sense, but yeah, I feel yeah, sorry for him. Yeah. Touch, I, I, I really reps. do. He needs touch, but, he needs reps. So we, we try that. Um again, the fifth goal comes across along. Uh Aurier finally gets his goal after being free down that side the whole game. Um, just remind me, was it Harry? Uh, Harry, was it Paul Pogba who put committed the foul for the penalty? Yeah. So e- even on the fifth goal, sh- that thing I was talking about with Maguire earlier about Kane, about players pass. Sh- the reason why there's that gap there is because Shaw goes to Lucas because Lucas goes into that m- middle wing position and Shaw just goes to him, doesn't pass him on. That leaves the space for Aurea to run into, and then Pogba does doesn't track him, and then he's just there. Pogba gets there late and he scores. And then Pogba, because he's... I mean, the thing is, Pogba, the first half, wasn't good, but he wasn't horrendous. That second half is one of the most pathetic performances I've seen from a full player in my life. These three three games, um, Palace, Brighton and Spurs... Are, you could say they're three of his five worst performances. And I, I don't one of them was Southampton as well, just before the... <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Do, you know what? Southampton and West Ham, wow, he was horrendous in those as well. Like, he has been shocking since Aston Villa. And pe- people are asking for him to get dropped. I, I, I genuinely wouldn't even care. I genuinely don't care. It's just, he has been pathetic. And that the reason why it was so pathetic against um, Spurs is the fact that he, it's the same thing we talk about all the time. When he's having a bad game, he just becomes a child. Like, bro, you're about to turn 28 in February, bro. Like, come on. Like, 28, and you're playing. Like, when I saw the second half, I thought this was a 19-year-old. I, Greenwood is more mature 
in dire situations than Pogba is right now. He, he like, that's why I'm so surprised that he brought off Bruno and Matic because Bruno and Matic are those the, the only two players where I feel like in the bad performance they can lose in the right way. Like it, it's weird to say, but even Liverpool when they lost versus Aston Villa, they lost in a way that just wasn't as disgraceful as we, we did. <laughs> they, they, didn't still, pull, they didn't like just bend, bend over whatever analogy you want to lose, like to, to crawl, crawl and let the, the, the opposition uh, walk the, all over. So Spurs still... beat us up. Spurs beat us up. Like with Aston Villa, it was just like, they just exploited a weakness Liverpool had time, time again. Spurs beat us up in every single aspect of football you could possibly imagine. And Mentally, physically, technically, tactically, they bossed us. And Pogba, that second half, was the prime example of just a pathetic performance. Pathetic. It was just a pathetic player. That tackle, I saw it come, I saw it coming a mile off. And yep, I said, You tried you it against Brighton. Uh, we you got away. You can't be that dumb. You can't be that dumb to slide in. That, that, what Fam, was he you cannot, you cannot do that at this point. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. With Paul Pogba is after it has to be reverse racism. If, if Pogba, if Listen, Pogba, Pogba was, now, yeah, even um, he goes, even he goes or I do, yeah, even he goes or I fucking do. Um, bro, at the end of this season, only one of us is still going to be connected um, to Manchester United Football Club. I'm, I'm Team Sooners at the minute because bro, <laughs> I was, I was, about, I was, I was about to say that. I was about to say, you know what? I want to see what Sooners is about because I'm waiting. He had, Sunes had the foresight. I'm telling you, if Pogba was white, he'd have no fans whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. At a at hundred million, we wow. have to start inquesting into this guy's career at Man United because he's leveling off with Maguire now. This guy put in one good performance against Man City where he got a header or something. He didn't even play well. He wasn't even good that game, you know? He wasn't even good that game. play well. He... Fam, the guy, like you said, like you said, Elijah, the guy is 28, he's, he's about to turn 28, yeah? What is this guy doing on the football pitch? Fam, he's a Volta football player. Fam, he, like, <laughs> professional football, 11 aside, 90 minutes, this guy has a real inability to stamp his authority on the game, like game after game, and he gets to the big matches, yeah? And he's not, he's not levelled, and in fact, the guy's a... He's a damn disgrace. Fam, you know that what, slide you know what, tackle. That slide tackle. Fam, I would... Fam, that, that's a, you. Do you know what the maddest thing is about Pogba, yeah? I don't ask him to be this controlling midfielder. I don't ask him to score so many goals. What I ask is that you make the centre of your pitch your own. And I've seen him do it before. And I'm like, just do it more consistently. And he just floats. And he just he just floats. And it's like, when you do your job properly, you're such an incredible player. And he he can win us games by himself on his own when he plays properly. But it's oh. I don't even know it's, what that means, Elijah, anymore when you say when he plays properly. Like I mean when for example, when we're 2-0 down versus Newcastle and he's basically playing centre-back's DM and centre-mid by himself and he's controlling the football match and he takes and he, he basically takes us out the pitch by himself. But even then, I'm like, you shouldn't have to do that. But just playing simple, quickly, when you, when you receive the ball with your back to goal, 
don't try and turn out when you don't know what's behind you. Just play it back. Just play, just play it simple. And then when you get to the middle third, dominate. Dominate physically, play it quickly, transition quickly. In the final third, you have that. You have you have, you, you the thing he ha- he has everything you need for the final but the 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 like the small little steps the cute passes that place is fine but he but he's he's not in that final third anymore so I'm seeing him in the center of the pitch just not dominating and then in build up he's just it's just stupid stupid like it's just annoying like all this time I've I've been saying Pogba. Just be box to box. Just be box to box free reign and just try to just dominate one part of the pitch. Just the center of the pitch. I don't want you picking it up up center backs. I don't want you in the final third just waiting there like a dickhead because he's shit there as well. Just yeah. Just just go just do do that, man. It's 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 getting perfect now. Like yeah, he really needs to look at himself and just realize he's a grown man. He's a grown man in a like he is an actual leader. De Gea, Maguire, and Pogba—they need—they all need to look at themselves and realize that they are just leading this team to asunder. That they I really Pogba is. I think that's the issue. Is that I think he's better when, like at Juve, when he had all those old guys around him. Yeah, but pointing yeah, yeah, at him, yeah, telling yeah. him where that's, to that's go. That's what I'm saying. Like the Perlo controlled the game. Marticio uh, Vidal were the mad men who got up and down the pitch. And Benucci Pogba behind him. Pogba but, was the star. Pogba the thing, was the stardust. And but it's weird because we're, we're France. It's like he's not the stardust for, 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 for France, though. He's not, but I think he has a safety net at France. And I think if he is, go- he, if he is going through a, and maybe he's more confident for France as well. Like it, he doesn't feel that same. He doesn't feel that same pressure. He hasn't like, when paid hundred mil. Yeah, we're, we're, not even a hundred mil. It's the lack of quality around me. If I don't well, do it, yeah. who is gonna who is gonna do it? Because we could talk about Bruno being quality, but his execution is poor. It's his execution is poor. So maybe when every time he puts on that United shirt and every time he steps on the pitch for us, the the, the, the pressure in it. Because we know he loves the club. I don't know how he feels about us now, but there was a time he loved the club and he badly wanted to do well here. Um, maybe that pressure that he puts on himself to perform is overwhelming and, and and I think that even feeds it into the whole when he has a bad game instead of taking it easy and letting the game come to him he then forces it and he feels he has to do even more because he's looking around like if I'm having a bad game we're not going to win so now I have to make up for those two bad things I did by doing one amazing thing and then you end Dude, up doing that amazing thing bad now you've done three bad things and then the fourth five thing and then you've got a uh, that he's back in his own head now he can't even control the football anymore and it, like when he's bad and that like, his touch is gone and he can't even pass it five yards and like yeah and I think maybe that's it like the, the pressure of playing for us in this team with this pressure week in week out game in game out is too much for him and that's that's fine I understand I don't know how many players would be able to stand up on, under that pressure and that, and that scrutiny do you know what's mad I remember a youth player saying that Pogba actually tells the players I don't care what is around me. If I ask for the ball, pa- pass me the ball. Like, because I will take care of it. I will take it out of the pitch. That I, I will go past there. And that pressure he puts on himself, it's dumb, but it's understandable because we are a poor team. We are actually a very bad team. Like, up uh, up until the final third, we are a horrible, horrible f- football team. Like, we're just disgraceful. And even in the final third, it's just vibes. And that's all it is. It's just, you know what? We've got players that are good technically. So if you just put them all around together, 
they'll create something, which is basically our first goal. Our first goal is basically a combination play of Bruno and Martial. And that's it. Yeah, facts, facts. Uh, we, we've been going for quite a while, guys, so I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Um, uh, with all this being said, one thing we have forgotten about is the fact that we are in the Champions League this season. Uh, the, the the draw. <laughs> look at Danny's face. The draw. The draw was done, and we're in a group along with PSG, Red Bull Leipzig, and Istanbul Basakashir. I think I did that in <laughs> some level of uh, disgrace. Um, do we see ourselves getting out of this group? Nah. No. Yes, actually. Okay, Elijah. Battered by Brighton and Palace. Let, let, yeah, you, tell, uh, tell us why. Tell us why. No. There's this. I thought you say no. He won't tell us why. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, but um, <laughs> no. Nah, there's this. There's this. There's this disgusting thing that the players do when Oli's under pressure. They will pull something out the bag. So I, I, I feel like with Juventus and Leipzig, I feel like they will just they will pull a result out the bag that gets us through. I, I, I really do. I, I think with Leipzig, it hinges on that away game. I think um, versus PSG, um, it will just have to be luck. But I think it all comes down to that Leipzig away game. I think at home, I think we could steal a draw or whatever. But what what happens in that Leipzig game is really important. Um, but then again, we're so bad, we can't discount the fact that we will do absolute bullshit versus Istanbul. But inshallah, but you know, it wouldn't yeah, surprise think... me if we beat Paris because yeah, it, and it... get beat by the other because we we struggle against well-drilled teams, and obviously we all know how well Leipzig are coached. Istanbul will probably play like Palace or Brighton, like sit sit back, and we're shit against those sides. Par- Paris will try and beat us, and it wouldn't surprise me if we go and, like hit them on the break twice and end up beating them. I think it, the it, thing Mbappe's um, out for blood. Sebi's said too much. Yeah. <laughs> Sebi's said too much. Bro, the thing with PSG is that like we have a serious inability to defend against pace, yeah. All three of them men are getting on the school sheet. Mbappe, Mbappe, Neymar, and Di Maria are gonna spark yeah. us home and away. And you know what? I'm going. If he scores, I'm, I'm done, Di Maria. You know what? <laughs> like, I'm cancelling my Netflix like, and everything. I feel like we're not even going to be... We're not even going to try that because we're, we're just going to sit back. There's no way we can hold, hold a high line versus them. We're, we're just going to sit back and say, you know what? Maguire, head, volley, get that bandage on with the blood. Just do whatever, just do, just do whatever the typical English centre-back does. You know what? Just do it. And then we're just going to defend Wamba Saka. Just do, just, just do your sliding like a fucking stripper. You just do whatever you want. And yeah, well, it's I, like I, a I, kid I, at a wedding. The way he's <laughs> around, man. he kills me as well because he, he he's a he's a very good defender, but he excels in specific parts of defending. Yeah, like, yeah. rather than an all round good defender, but he loves the man trying to beat him so he can slide. And yeah. he loves it so much, he'll give the man space to invite. And then some, I'm just going to cross it. I know I can't beat you, so I'm just going to cross it. So It's mad because they'll, they'll either cross it or they'll just cut in and shoot. And then he's like, raw. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you try to take me on. Well, like, what? 
I gave you all that space. You did, and you did take me on. You're mad. You're mad. He just plays like there's like four cones out and he's in a square. Yeah, like mad guy, you know. You're a bit mad still. I, 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 I actually kind of like it. I kind of like it. <laughs> hey, man. So but between that calamitous uh, back four, it's, it's tough watching for us. But I'm hoping we can get through because, yeah, I, I, I very much doubt that we're going to be in the Champions League next season. Um, and I would hate to have to go into the Europa League. I'd rather us get through the group stage and then get knocked out and just be done with Europe rather than finish third and then have to go start going to the the the, the far reaches of Europe. Just finish um, fourth, man. man. Blow it up. I think that's it now. I, I want to blow it up. Tank for Zion. <laughs> I, I just, that's how I, I feel. Tank for Jaden. Yeah. Tank for Jaden. Okay. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've got people in our in our in our chat. Does anybody have any questions? Any listeners' questions? If you have any listeners' questions, drop them in now. Um, we'll give you a minute, um, and otherwise we'll, we'll call it a night. Was there... okay. We've got a question from Space Mechanic. Thoughts on Everest Sky Sports rant? Uh, Danny, Stevie, you guys have been quiet. I know you're nursing a lot of pain. Um, what were your your thoughts on Everest rant? Yeah. I... I don't know with Ever. I love Ever, obviously, but I get the impression that everyone on that payroll at Sky now is sort of paid to do a job. It's like they're doing it for clicks almost. You've seen Roy Keane, who's turned into Irish Katie Hopkins, just saying things just to piss people off. Sometimes I think Ever's the same, really. And he just, like, you've seen what he's like with his little videos and stuff, licking chicken and kung fu kicking people. I just think sometimes he's just, he just goes, off. he's doing it forever I don't, I don't know because I didn't watch it either I didn't really see what he said but whenever I hear oh Everest said this I'm like oh. I mean obviously I love him but I don't know how much he actually does care because isn't he like mates with Woodward don't they like sit oh, together yeah, and yeah, yeah he is he, he said um, he said on that Instagram thing he said if I have any problem with Woodward I'll just text him and Tell him, and he said the only he said the only problem he has with Woodward is that Woodward trusts people he shouldn't trust in the club. Yeah, this this is what I mean. And then he's doing all that. I don't know, man. Just when there's cameras, you can never really tell what people's real motive is. I mean, he looked distraught on Sunday, though. Like, I've, yeah, like the new... there was actually I could generally see tears about to come from from his eyes. He was distraught, but um. Evra's a performer, really. Um, he love he loves this game. As, yeah, as he's yeah. always as he's always he, told us. He's a performer. He he's passionate, and he's even said himself that I think he might have been asked to be in the United setup as some type of direct director, technical director, or whatever. And he said he can't because he's too passionate. And he realized when we beat PSG, and he was in the stands shouting at the. PSG fans and he said he can't 
uh, you can't be a director of a club and then you're you're you're, you're shining at the fans yourself. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he lacks the decor. I respect yeah. him. Uh, we've got another question from Mike. Um, do you see Oli ditching four two three one? Um, Oli has not got a clue. Um, it's <laughs> it's so sad because I I really I backed him in the sense that I said he deserved to be given a chance with this squad of players with what he'd done. Yeah. Oh my God. Never have I gone back on my words so quickly. This guy has no clue what he's doing. How many managers are still playing 4-2-3-1 in the league? Like, is, is it, it's it's absolutely I, don't, I don't like the passing angles. I don't like how uh, we press in it and, and the gaps it then leaves uh, behind Bruno Fernandes. That's also a pressing issue, but I feel like with a 4-2-3, with a 4-3-3, it's just a bit more compact. Where, where the areas that he's getting into to press means that there shouldn't necessarily be such a big gap because then maybe Matic pushes up, so then it's a, a two midfielders, but Pogba um Matic beside each other. 4 2 3 one's just a mess for us. Yeah. What did he play you when know he took over? Did he play, did he play 4 3 3 when he started and Pogba yes. was like more advanced than he was Yes, he, out? he played a 4 3 3 but then what happened is people started to man-mark Pogba, right, so he yeah. decided, I'm going to drop Pogba deeper so we can progress play better. Um... And then we, he realised quickly that, shit, I don't have a number 10. And we weren't able to create. But the crazy thing about Bruno is that he got dribbled past the most on in the entire game the other day. And he went off at half-time. I'm surprised, though. He just runs around like he's part. He, he's not a good pressing trigger at all. He's not smart. Yeah. He, he's, he's just not smart. Um yeah, he he has to play as one of the three, or he has to go out wide, man. Like generally, it's getting to the point where I can see the Lampard comparisons. Like you can't, nah. Lampard, Gerard, like they were either part of a three or they went out wide, or he, he, like he, like even Gerard, he went as a number ten, but it was a very defensive team anyway. And he had Alonso and Mascherano behind him. But Bruno can't, you can't have that as a number 10 man. You just can't. Other than that, you know. Um, Fraser, <laughs> Fraser M, Fraser M, what does Poch do with this squad? Poch has got ideas though. I think, I think the difference between Poch and Solskjaer is that like looking at our setup and, and, um, like designer the squad I think Pochettino has obviously a clear way of playing tactically um, and I think he'd be able to coach players such as Pogba um, and give them directions on what to do in certain situations whereas with Ole obviously like we use we use the buzzword how many times it's just vibes and we're finding out that like, teams have figured out how to play United very quickly and it's alarming that Solskjaer is not like gone back into his dressing room and we've got what like five odd coaches with Michael Carrick, McKenna, Mike Phelan as well. <laughs> like the most vanilla coaches in the world, yeah. Like how how have man not figured yeah that yo, like we actually don't have a strategy to play. So so I think yeah with Pochettino obviously hopefully he'd get rid of that backroom staff because they're doing nothing. Um and then come in and implement his own ideas. Um so yeah I mean it can't get worse than than Ole himself. I think out of the 20 managers in the league, as a coach, he's probably 
He, he is the worst. He, bottom, yeah, he's probably he's near on the bottom. Oh, you're taking Peaky Blinder, Scott Parker over him. Um, no, no. Parker's got <laughs> ideas. Parker's got ideas. <laughs> Parker's got ideas, but he's at a hor- he's with some horrendous players, bro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know if Parker was all about the, the suit or if, if just something if it, no, he, 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 confirmed he, that. He, no, he's, 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 he's got, a brain, got ideas. He's got a brain behind those finely tailored suits. Um, yeah, and I guess final question from Usman, one of our patrons. What, Dembele? Uh, no, nah, Usman, not that's Usman. Me. That's Usman. me, that's me. USMAN, and he's a Real Madrid fan, actually, so there's a little bit more salt. Um, how many goals is Cavani getting this season? How many would you be happy with? I'll go around. I'll start with you, Danny. Uh, I'd like 10. I think he's going to get six. <laughs> Elijah? <laughs> What six in all comps? Yeah, that's a mad team. Five in the league cup. <laughs> nah, you know Istanbul, Istanbul better get watch out. Cavani's eating of, of his six, he's scoring five against them. Man, Carlo's eating and he can't score nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's eating pound a goosey, bro. <laughs> um, Cavani. I, I really love Cavadia, man, but he's, 30, he's like 34. So I, I, I'm going to go for a young 14 goals. Okay, that's not 16, bad. 16 Cavani is the one you want. That's not bad. Yeah, facts. And how about you, Stevie? How many do you think he's going to get? How, how many do you like him to get? How many do you think he's going to get? Um, I'm going to go for... I'd like him to get 15. Um. Because he is going to be our backup striker, right? He's not going to be stole. He shouldn't be starting ahead of Martial. I mean, that's up to, to be honest, that's up to Martial, to be honest. Yeah, I think Oli, I think, oh, remember, Oli likes a certain type of striker. Really. If there's one thing about Cavani, he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's aggressive constantly. Uh, Martial plays striker the way he plays striker. And these first few games, he's reverted back to the, the Martial before lockdown, who is still very passive when you want him to just be a bit more aggressive and just go for the juggler when you get the ball in space, rather than just kind of jogging with it. Like, I need to think about the fastest way to get to their goal for me to either mm. get a shot off or just to do something dangerous. So he, he's reverted back to the Martial we don't like. And Cavani, he's very he's, his movement... I thought of all strikers around was the best. Um, and I think he'll he'll be a good um, kind of litmus test for what's more important, the pass or, or the movement that leads mm-hmm. to the pass. Because uh, we talk about how much um, our strikers, their brother's starving. Our strikers are, are starving, yeah? So um, we'll, we'll, t- we'll see how much uh, a striker like Cavani, who's constantly moving, is able to see chances in this team and if if we see that he's able to consistently still receive chances and get the ball in dangerous positions there's, no, there's actually no excuse for Martial there's no excuse for Martial and if no. but if we see that Cavani is also starving that then would just mean that we need to do more we need to put more quality around like and I say we need more quality Bruno for all his faults he is what you'd call a player who creates chances Pogba we know about Pogba uh, Rashford creates dangerous situations. I don't necessarily think it's chances, but it creates dangerous situations. We need more from our fullback position. So obviously, Tellez comes in with a huge reputation going forward. Uh, I forgot about that guy, you know? Yeah. No, that, <laughs> no, that, guy, that guy doesn't exist, man. I can't even lie to you. Talking, he comes, no, but I, if he is what he is going forward, that um, creates almost an, another level and a, a level or a mm. half level to Rashford's game. Because we talk about how much 
Shaw impacts Rashford's game. And you, you look at how poor Shaw's spacing is when we're going forward and the positions he gets himself into when we have the ball. And if Tellez is what they say he is, just the space that he, he will create for Rashford and the balls that he should potentially be able to put into the box for our Marshall and our Cavani's should mean that we improve somewhat and we should see more chances. One Bissaka is one Bissaka, isn't it? Led. That guy, auxiliary <laughs> centre back, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what you've, been, you've been saying it since about game two of last year, to be honest. <laughs> bro. Um, so. But um, this, I think the maddest thing is that I, I still remember when Shaw got injured, people were saying the reason why we can't, we're, we're playing badly now. Something because of the fact that we got found out is the fact that we lost Shaw, we lost yeah, the left foot at our left back. <laughs> Do you know what? There's there's nothing that does a greater uh, a greater boost to a player's reputation than um, leaving a team that's not playing well because then people will always be like, yeah, but what about if you add him back into the mixer? But he was here when we were still weren't playing well and we were still shit, and so was he. Uh, maybe Pogba needs another one of those spells for us to miss him again. But um, um, uh, until then, we, we will plug on and we'll go on week by week. So I just want to thank all of you guys for sticking with me until 1 a.m. Uh, real troopers. And, and, and we didn't even have anything to boast about, to be honest. This has been a pretty sad chat. Uh, we spoke about a sad transfer window, then a, a sad team, a sad performance yesterday. Oh, that um, game is not sad, bro. That yeah. is, that's just, that that is criminal. I, I actually want them all arrested. I genuinely wanted to see them all in cuffs by the end of the game. Um, just, just led away to Belmarsh. Maguire's yeah. like... on a suspended sentence, so he'd have been. Oh, <laughs> be careful! Like the way he was for, like what he did to Shaw. I'm sure the Greece police were. Oh, hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? Called that aggravated because you know, <laughs> the the Greek police, the Greek police, probably look like. Well, I got, I got one more in me, boy. I, I got, we'll bring him right back. We'll bring him all the way back to to stand trial yeah. again. Um, so um, I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, I want to thank our listeners. Um, we had almost two hundred people in here at a point. And we've still got 88 people listening at 1 a.m. 88 at 1 a.m. Three hours after curfew. Mate, uh, we appreciate we appreciate you all. Um I right, guys, I'm I'm gonna turn into Leroy right now. Start shouting out our pages and our community every single every single pod. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you all for for your time. I'll stop the stream here. Lovely. and I'll thank you guys and peace, man. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Violate my squad, my bang you. Only chance in my team, like man you. Yeah, like man you. Slap one, slap two, that she danced on. Like Rashford, I'm a 
fast one. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Sports Social Podcast Network.